Welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity, a show about weirdos, with your hosts, John Fahey, Aaron Peter, and Matt Brusseau. Hello folks, welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity, it's a show about weirdos, doggone it. My name is John Boy. It is John Boy time. Your host, John Fahey. Joining me as ever, dirty bastard, dirty old man, pervert, sicko, Aaron Joseph Peter. That's me, man. You dirty bastard. You dirty uh, What a fucking rotter. Listen, man, I stand accused. <laughs> of? Drinko's pee-pee. Uh-huh. And I say, I like taste. Listen, man. If Drinko's pee-pee is wrong, I don't want to be right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take the Pepsi challenge. <laughs> I don't know where pee-pee comes from. <laughs> Peepsy. <laughs> but I do know. Uh-huh. I love my Drinko's pee-pee. I know it's sterile. Basically. Yeah. If you're lucky, yeah. Hey, who's that over there? That, now, I'm hearing somebody that's... Crazy like a fool. <laughs> My own personal daddy cool. Crazy. Matthew Brusso. Hey, buddy. Hey. Oh, hi. Hey, hi. The man who puts Dr. Infinity to shame when it comes to the skill of sucking your own cock. <laughs> it's called the skill for a reason. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't just happen overnight. The man who puts the kill in skill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Now tell us about sucking our own cocks, Matt. Uh, it, suck our cocks? Suck our cocks. Feels good and I like it. Mm. I like the taste. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what am I asking you for? Are you, you any good? Showed her how. <laughs> That's a great clip. It is. It is. <laughs> Gotta get Dallas to animate that motherfucker. Yeah, where the fuck are you with that, man? By the way, we gotta post those. Those are. Such I know. I keep just great. forgetting to do it. What I the got, fuck I... are you doing all day? Nah, what the fuck are you doing? He is you great. Can... Log into the motherfucker. Post the shit. Every time I try and log into anything for this <laughs> goddamn you, show, you it's like it. give us a, a sample of your spit. Yeah. Your mother's uh, spit on fake it. Fake name. <laughs> I nice. gotta do a hundred emails. All you guys. What's for your first authenticity? Pet? It's fucking bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I can't get into anything. Well, uh, subscribe to us on Patreon. Please uh, do. We did uh, have... Uh, Joe told me today that your the last fanfic you read was his favorite. Really? Yeah. Um, and uh, he really enjoyed it. That's great. I'm working on a new one. Yeah? He mm-hmm. said he enjoyed that whole last Patreon episode a lot. It was really and, fun. And uh, Patreon, five bucks a month. We do an extra show per week. If you're into this sort of thing, which I you guess. are as a sicko, a pervert, depraved individual. I mean, if you're not into it, you really got to ask yourself. I mean, <laughs> where did you go wrong? What am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're judging you big time, baby. It's judgment day. <laughs> yeah. Da, 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 da. Um, I need your clothes and your motorcycle. <laughs> PB Podcast on Twitter. Profiles and eccentricity on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Join them up. We are practicing social distancing in the studio right now. Matt brought out a yardstick. Big time. Big time. And uh, one of our listeners told me recently, I'm not going to say his name because say it. I don't want to shame him. Out the motherfucker. He he thought all of us were gay when he started listening to the show. And oh. yeah, and and we're not, but are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I make no case for either. Yeah, yeah. He was like, he was like, yeah. When I first started listening, I thought all you guys were gay. 
<laughs> well, I'm gay myself, and so... Is that what... No, no, no. Well, we can all suck our own cock. <laughs> and he basically did a, which is fine these days. Which is fine these days. <laughs> which is cool. Yeah, now that I mention it. See, what I'm gay for is my own cock. Yeah, yeah. big time. Uh-huh. <laughs> Can't stop touching the thing. Can't. And thinking about you guys. Big time. What? Oh. Yeah. Well, now it's I not gay that I suck my own cock. What is gay is that I... Pretend that it's you guys. <laughs> I pretend it's your cock and my mouth when I'm doing it. That weird two cock suck, I never understand. That. I don't. Yeah. It doesn't hey, seem you know, like it's fun for anybody. You know, I can't hit a home run or dunk a basketball, so I don't know what that's like. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's two deep. cocks in one mouth is not fun. Or a butthole. I mean. No, two cocks in any singular hole is not fun. It just seems like For it. anybody. But hey, again, it, now you got DVD, maybe, maybe the viewer, maybe DVD, the viewer. DVDA, you got five people having a bad time. <laughs> you know it's, what I mean? Well, maybe the viewership. You know, uh, do they? Not me. I don't, I don't like it. I don't know. I, I, like, I guess anybody with two cocks. I like one cock. You like a guy with two cocks? Yeah. If a guy had two cocks, have you seen I guess that? You would, I've put, seen put it. Two cocks in it. Yeah. It's real. Yeah. It is. Yeah. There was a Reddit thread a few years ago. A guy had two cocks, and are you sure it just didn't get split? No, it's. What you mean, like the movie like dick, with James McAvoy? Dick and a half. It's got like multiple personalities. No, it's not. It's not two halves. Like M Night Shyamalan. Mm-hmm. One's Mr. Glass. Yeah. Well, you know, man, you just sneeze and still, nuts. They could be twins. Oh, oh, one's a Danny. Well, one one's kind of the Danny. One was bigger than the other. Oh. And he could have two different uh, nutgasms. I'll send. I'll put. I'll put up the link. I'll, yeah. Maybe it's worth a Patreon. It's really interesting. Okay, that's cool. I'm into yeah. that. He was very open about being like by curious. How many balls? Fuck. I think six. I think he had two balls. <laughs> it was a mess. A baker's dozen. Yeah. I think he had two balls. But he could have two separate uh, orgasms. And they were working overtime, those balls. Oh, dude. Underpaid. Oof. <laughs> Underpaid, overworked. Now, Matt, uh, you got some some uh, some weird weird shit? Uh, so I'm going to do one. Uh, this is, uh, is, this just, is this just a... It's just a fun, interesting story about someone who um, I think had one hell of a life. Uh, this is someone I don't think anyone has really uh, like heard the Kanye about. West song. Uh, um, which one? Unfamiliar. Hell of a life. Oh, okay. One hell off of my dark twisted fantasy, probably his best album. Uh, now this one I got from a good friend of mine. I don't know if you know him, John. Uh, his name is Aaron Peter. Is that right? Yeah. Well, yeah, I a... got this. Uh, I got this little book here from Matt for Christmas. And you? Do you know the story? Absolutely not. I, I saw the I saw the title and I read the I, remember, I read the back. I remember the book. I remember and... the back. I read the back and I said, you know what, Matt's fucking a reader. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I know a guy that knows how to read. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a podcast too. Can't wait to listen to it. Uh, so this is uh, this is about a woman that would become known as Dirty Helen Cromwell. He yeah. dirty bastard. He dirty Helen mother. Uh, and this is all from her autobiography, Dirty Helen, which uh, she released in the '60s was re-released as Good Time Party Girl hmm. by Milwaukee publisher Farrell House and Christina Ward. Uh, and Ward noted in, that she wrote the afterward that uh, uh, there may have been so, some exaggerations, but... Um, Good storytelling. Uh, all the timeline seems to check out, and... Math checks out. Um, it, Helen changes the names of most of the people she meets, so... Oh. I tried to do as much research as I could, and I couldn't uh, uh, find uh, much to corroborate. Corroborate it, but mm-hmm. yeah, well, uh, I'll, Feral House seems to find it. I'll take her at face value. Yeah, you know? it's a great story. So this is about this uh, woman named. Uh, she was born Helen Worley in 1886 in Noblesville, Indiana. Her family lived in Cicero. Hmm. Father was a uh, uh, he was training to be a telegraph operator in town. 
Her mother was a woman in 1886, so you can just imagine what she did. Yeah, pregnant. Yeah. Uh, the family moved around a lot because the father was training to uh, work the telegraph. He'd go to a different towns. So she stayed, uh, Helen stayed with her grandparents most of the time. They were Jewish-German immigrants. They arrived in New Orleans in 1839, fleeing Prussian persecution. Damn. Uh, her grandfather was a brewer. Uh, nice. He, he opened a brewery in Louis, uh, Louisville. Uh, according to him, when the Civil War broke out, he didn't want to be part of the Confederacy, so he... Mm. Uh, he went to Noblesville, Indiana, and before he did, he went to the slave market and he purchased a young couple, which were the last slaves ever sold in, in Louisville, according to him. So and, the and then he freed them. the the Jew who fled persecution mm-hmm. to the United States, who then said, "I don't want any part of this Confederacy," mm-hmm. but while you're having a going out of business sale, I'll take two. Right, but then he he, then immediately, he, freed he immediately freed them. Oh, thank God! Mm-hmm. And oh, uh, God. they joined him all the way up to uh, into Indiana. Uh, this is this was Helen's t- telling the story that her grandfather told. Okay, damn, and uh, that's a fucking d- dude. You're a couple, yeah, and you see this guy coming, you're like, oh, this fucking pervert. He oh, probably, he's gonna have to fuck sex- us both. Oh. Well, he said he, he said I'll never forget the the indignation and hate they had in their eyes before he freed them. <laughs> it turns out <laughs> I'm a friendly Jew. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> we're going to Indiana. I really had you going there. <laughs> <laughs> We're not so different, you and I. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so she would, she would go. They were called Grandma and Grandpa Dempsey. That's what she called them. And it's just a little piece of a story. The the, yeah, and they stayed. They with, were the Dempseys. They, did they continue living with him too? Uh, they stayed around. They worked. You know, they would drive her around, drive her to town and stuff. Mm. And it was, I mean, that was the thing that shaped her. Also, there was uh, this family, the Levinsons. That her mom was supposed to uh, marry the the husband, the man from that family, and instead she married uh, Helen's father, who is is very much not her type, but it was a very practical choice. But the Levinsons came and visited one day when Helen was six or so, and uh, <clears throat> these beautiful people got out of this carriage, and uh, they had these giant hats, and they took her hat shopping, and they were like, Helen, no matter what. Always get yourself a nice hat, uh-huh. and never buy a cheap hat. There's no good. Th- there's no such thing as a good cheap hat. No, Damn. words of wisdom. Yeah, she was six, and so that was. Something well, look she at the cover of the, of the book. She's cover got a book. fucking She's hell of a, a hat. Fucking, big fucking fat-ass. sombrero. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah, it's got a it's got a plume in it. I mean, you know, there's a lot going on. If you if you're gonna get a hat, spend the money. I mean, yeah, I've never worn a fucking hat anytime outside of. Winter, so I don't, I don't, I don't give a shit about hats. I got a nice In and Out Burger hat right here. I know, yeah, you have a fine collection of hats. It's a nice. Got a Crawford's chicken hat. It's Crawford's chicken. All my favorite food places, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, age six, her uh, father's then given a his permanent position in Cicero. She moves in with him and her mother. Uh, he's also a builder. He's a land buyer. When she's eleven or twelve, natural gas is discovered in town. Mm. At the time, the town is uh, seven hundred people, and. Uh, in the next uh, in the next five years, it'd grow to five thousand. Jeez, it's on account of the gas. On account of the gas. So because of the gas, you have all kinds of you know. There's huge money in it, mm-hmm. but also because of the power of it, her father convinces a glassmaker to come into town, and using the gas, he's able to make uh, a lot more glass bottles. Uh huh. They get into a deal with Anheuser Busch. Nice. Because he's a brewer. Deutsche Spiel. This is a different family, but his de- her father is part of like the whole connection. All these Connect. people in town. And uh, with all of these, these these newcomers sweeping into town, there's the uh, Capel family and their sons and uh, uh, Philip and his brother. And Philip was the second oldest, and Helen took to him. Mm. She uh, she thought he was hot stuff. Her dad was not a big fan of him. Mm. 
And uh, but but Helen heard a rumor that uh, a girl she was a classmate with was dating Phil, and that they had quote started doing the thing. The thing. The mm. thing. Uh huh. Uh huh. Sharing hats. <laughs> yeah. No, no, Jimmy hats then. Oh. No, 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 no. But I Helen mean, was determined. Or, or that now. The... No, don't ever <laughs> wear a mask. But not... <laughs> don't work. Helen was determined uh, to kick this other woman to the curb and and do the thing she'd never done it before, but she wanted to lose her virginity to Philip. Oh uh, yeah. So she uh, she started just walking past for the next uh, week. She would just walk past the candy shop he was at oh, every day. That's so fucking uh, brilliant. She was the candy. She would walk past the candy shop and never say anything and just make eye contact with him. And every day she would do that and walk past. Oh Dude, that's God. not a sign. Oh. God, girls. He's ladies. in there with his fucking butterfingers. <laughs> now, are you saying butterfingers the type of candy, or his actual the, the phrase butterfingers? Uh, no, I meant I meant the the uh, the candy bar. Yes, cum covered fingers. What? Oh my god! Oh my huh? god! You talk about the hand churn man butter. <laughs> yeah, very nice. Uh, so uh, not long after that, there's a school formal, and she's there with her the guy she's dating at the time, and in the middle of the dance, uh, Philip cuts in. <laughs> and uh, they they went home to uh, to uh, this little uh, lake that night, and they hung out until two thirty in the morning. That sounds like a fine time. But they didn't have sex. But they told each other they loved each other, and that they really? should, they should get married. Maybe uh, there was everything but yeah, going pretty on. Much, pretty much everything yeah. but dot com is a really good site. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, it's by kink dot com. It's called everything but. Oh yeah, it's a hardcore anal site. Oh my god. Okay, good. Yeah, is that what out. you were talking about? Everything but? No, everything but meaning when you do everything but sex. Yeah, everything but sex. No. <laughs> this is like a fucking who's on first. <laughs> yeah. This is the dumbest. Who's in my thing. ass? <laughs> who's in my ass? Who's What's in, in my, my mouth? Ass? <laughs> Whose dick is this? I want to know. <laughs> Whose dick is this? Look up. Big dick, motherfucker. <laughs> what? So by 2.30 in the morning, they... Uh, it's they, everything but. 2.30 in the morning, they profess their love to each other and that they should get married, and Philip brings her home, and, of course, her pa's standing on the porch. Oh, fuck. With a bunch of fucking saltwater taffy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, her dad is standing on the porch? Yeah. When she comes home? Yeah. And this, is, she, this, is she with him? Yeah, he brings her home. Oh. You with that? <laughs> you with this fucking candy motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> They're not Jewish! Do you know how these people live? <laughs> they don't wash their hands. That whole Goodfellas thing? He's not Jewish. Only her mother was Jewish, and she never, uh, it never came up. Oh, okay. Well, if she your mother's Jewish, that's how you are Jewish. That's right. That's she wasn't practicing. Matrilineal. It, it, it never, uh, never came up. It was never, uh, they were They were never really that religious. Yeah, so Jews. But um, uh, uh, Phil told her dad that uh, Phil wanted to marry her, and her dad, uh, her pa, said, never do a son of a bitch like you. What what did he not like about this guy? He just he he didn't think he was a good boy. Lives in fucking Candyland. You have to remember this is eighteen eighteen ninety. Well, that sucks. Man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that'll come back later. Uh, so she wasn't allowed to see Phil at all, but they would sneak out whenever possible. And then one day her parents went out of town for a whole day thing. Uh oh. oh. So she and Phil took the train to Indianapolis. That is not a euphemism. <laughs> they took. They took an actual train to Indianapolis. They rented a hotel room. He gave her a ruby and diamond ring. Oh, my God. Jesus. And, Candy uh, business is good. Oh, yeah. I, I, he wasn't working there. He just would stand around there. What the fuck? He would just stand around the candy place? There's not a lot going on. I thought he was a fucking confectioner. I thought so too. Nah, he's, a, he's just a kid. Who, he's candy adjacent. Yeah, he was just there was a there was the oh, it was the soda you know it was the soda spot. He's you know, not. A, the, I think her dad was the was saloon right. for kids. He was not a good yeah, boy. but I mean, come on. You don't want to fuck kids. 
Hey, <laughs> maybe you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have a pet monkey too, and a fucking roller coaster in his backyard. He was like, he was nine, he was seventeen, eighteen, or something. Yeah, you know, what there's I'm nothing saying. in town. No. Yeah, I guess you're right. It's like a soda shop or yeah, whatever. Yeah, the there's fuck. nothing in town. Well, That's yeah, the you, place drinking where... a phosphate. But you know what I'm saying? The guy at the candy shop, you're like, hey, what's going on here, buddy? It's yeah. it's not that weird. <laughs> He's got a rolled up pack of cigarettes in his sleeve. <laughs> you know what I love about candy shops? <laughs> I keep getting all the Yeah. These are menthol because they're bubble gum. <laughs> <laughs> Can't sell them in the Bay Area. So uh, this is what she writes about, uh, she said, A small hotel near Indianapolis Union Station was the setting. As soon as the door was locked behind us, I threw my arms around him and kissed him, and we were both on fire. I found myself shaking almost uncontrollably as as we undressed. Then I smelled his bareness as tiny rays of sunlit from the tattered blind fell on him. I looked at his magnificent maleness, and his body descended to meet mine. I had a moment of fear. A question raced through my mind. Could I absorb this much man? Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. Did he pinch her clit like Nightcrawler did? (laughs) Oh, my... Do you remember that? Yes, that's so stupid. In no uncertain fashion, I found that I could. Oh, Mm. she absorbed it. All this manness. (laughs) Actually, it was almost like it... Didn't feel a thing. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm in a chick's... Can I handle this at all? Holy shit! Turns out I can. Mm-hmm. Turns out. And how? Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, her parents. Uh, she. Her, her parents. When they got back, they went to go pick her up. She. She got home before them, but she had told them. You know, there's so many different lies she was telling to Dakota. Uh, <laughs> she told him that she'd be at a friend's place, and she forgot about that. They went to go pick her up at her friend's place. She wasn't oh, there. Oh God! And so uh, they they didn't say anything, but they realized something was up. So what they did she is smelled they, of uh, manness. <laughs> yeah. She wait. What they did is they sent her to uh, to spend the summer in uh, in the Adirondacks with her her rich uh, cousin. Yikes, Adele. And uh, but when she showed up, uh, she thought her aunt was going to pick her up, but her cousin Adele was there. Uh, asked her if she wanted a cigarette, and Adele told her she was a big fan of fucking. Huh? And... Oh, nice! She got a dirty cousin. Yeah. And rolling so, in the deep, you know. So her and Adele had to were supposed to go to this uh, this trip in, in you know this lake where all these like you know this one of these high society things. Yeah, mm-hmm. guys and, in shorts. And Adele is like, hey, there's this guy David Ardmore. That's what she calls him in the book. It's a it's a fake name. Yeah. I looked up this. I I couldn't find anything about this family, but she would later say this guy's from one of like. It's, she published a book in the '60s from a family name. He was in manufacturing of one of the most recognizable names in the country. Vanderbilt. Oh, maybe. I bet it was Vanderbilt, and I bet it was Anderson Cooper. But he mm. was Jewish. Huh. Vanderbilt. <laughs> Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt Burger. Rockefeller Stein. <laughs> Vanderbilt Burger Group. What? The Illuminati. Oh, my God. So, but, her, but you know, she'd only had sex with Phil, like, once, maybe. And here's Adele, and she's like, oh, but before David gets there, I hope there's, like, some strapping blonde man, because I haven't fucked a blonde guy yet, and I really want to oh. fuck a big blonde dude. God, oh, God. Fuck? Aaron, that's you. Yeah. Yeah. Say. Hey, I'm a big blonde dude. I'm not Jewish. <laughs> fuck. We gotta go back, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Something must be done about your kids. 
Like, turn out to be assholes or something? <laughs> the, the word she used that uh, Adele was, quote, dying to get fucked by some big blonde man. Those were her words? That's what she said Adele said to her. This is, you know. <laughs> dying? So this is. Dying this to is get fucked eight, by some big blonde. This is, what, 1870? <clears throat> uh, early 1900s. Or 1897, maybe. And she's saying, <laughs> dying to get fucked by a big blonde man? Yeah. I love it. So this is like 1892. I love it. I didn't know where to talk about it. No, 1902. Like 18, 1902. All the same shit. Well, yeah, I mean, exactly. You know. Dine, but Dine, but that was how you know she's a smart ass, uh, hot, rich lady. Yeah. Oh fuck. Uh, and, and so it didn't. Um, eventually, so she did meet up with David, and they fucked and had a great time. Then they went on this like cruise where like the, Adele met up with David. Yeah, yeah, got yeah. Fucked, loved yeah. it. And where they went on this cruise with this insane uh, a millionaire who owned the this boat, and he got really drunk, and they all got really drunk. And then at the end, the guy tried to. Uh, he's trying to fuck everybody, and oh, they yeah. have it. It's and then David was sleeping, and he tried to fuck David, and David. Oh my god! David knocked him out, and it was a whole thing. David fucked him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not fucking me. I'm fucking you, bro. <laughs> and then Adele and David, uh, they decided to get married, and <gasps> it was this whole thing. Um, wow. And, but but it was like it was a rumspringer of, of sorts for her because she was like oh wait people fuck and it's pretty fun and normal pretty great time. Would you mind just quickly explaining rumspringer? Rumspringer. So rum, rumspringer is the moment uh, that uh, for the Mennonites and the Amish folks when they have their 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 one it's like when they're eighteen sowing of the oats where they're allowed they're eighteen they're allowed to go see what we what the quote real world is like yeah and kind of decide whether it's really uh, for them or for not. them or not yeah which uh, is you know what that's pretty nice if you if you, cool. if you youtube um beck drunk on mtv uh beck is a, a scientologist that's right he got drunk on mtv once and i'm pretty sure that was his rum springer too really? oh. yeah yeah did he recently leave scientology i don't know huh uh, is is do they have a rumspringer in no, Scientology? No, but, no, uh, but they they don't really uh, <laughs> no, you know, you do, do that not. stuff. So <laughs> seeing Beck drunk on TV was I assume was he raised in it? Yeah, I think so yeah, yeah, yeah. That's tight. No, it's not. No, it's very untight. Well, stand by it. <laughs> I'm in Scientology now. I live in Hollywood, fellas. Sorry. Hey, man. I'll tell you what. Two turntables and a microphone still pretty good. <laughs> yep. I'm sure you're into yep. Buddhism or whatever living in Chineseville. I live in Hollywood. What do you want? I'm a Scientologist. I don't care. You live in Titan or yeah. East Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. Titan? No. If anything, you'd be more likely to be like a... Trans. Trans, yeah. Yeah. Are you trans now? That's cool. Trans metropolitan. Uh, hey! You like that? Pretty good. Greatest comic book of all time. That's what they say. I haven't read it yet. So uh, Helen's back in uh, uh, Cicero, and she gets a letter from Phil saying that he's gotten a job as a saloon keeper in Cincinnati. And that seems like a pretty interesting time. She, uh, Her parents wanted her to go to school. She goes to school for a year. She gets really good grades. School meaning? College. Wow. Nice. That's and, pretty big uh, deal. Yeah, yeah. And then she's on her way back, and she decides, fuck it, I'm going to go to Cincinnati. And her big mom... Big city. Her, huh. her mom... Has an idea what's going to happen. She's like, I'm not going to tell your father, but, you know, if that's what you want him to do, yeah. uh, I guess you should do that. Well, I mean, he's not hanging out in the candy shop anymore. He's in a bar like a man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> candy shop. <laughs> what, uh, do we know what she studied in school? I, I, probably typing or some Yeah, womanly bullshit. etiquette. Yeah. Yeah. Silverware placement. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Dirty stuff. Ew. Uh, so uh, she goes to Cincinnati. Uh, this is like 1902, 1903. Uh, her and Phil get married. Uh, she writes to her parents saying, hey, can you, uh, you want to come to the wedding? And her dad writes back that, in, uh, uh, that he never wants her to contact the family ever again. 
and she, he never wants to see her again. And in her words, he calls her a, quote, wanton whore. Whoa. Wanton? Like Chinese? Wanton. I mean, wanton. Yeah. You're a wanton whore. <laughs> she can't get enough of these fucking fried Chinese dumplings. You wanton whore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is crazy because Jews love Chinese food. Um, that's so crazy to me that... It's a hell of a twist. Oh, it's true, though. Jews love Chinese food. No, I know, but just seeing your brain work in that. Well, you know, it's... <laughs> it's so crazy to me that, like, how could you ever treat somebody in your family like that for just doing something so normal? Oh, yeah. Well, she never saw him again. Well, fuck him. He's a piece of yeah. shit. Yeah, I mean... Jew bastard? Think about like, it. Jesus Christ. Jew motherfucker. He wasn't Jewish. You said he was... No, her mother was. Yeah, well... So he was German-German? No, he was he was like a Who was Catholic. doing the brewing? Her her mother's parents. Oh, oh. I see. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Because oh, I think we thought that was yeah, the dad. Yeah, we got the idea that well, the father was... That's very sexist if you... Why? He's also a man. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> with two cocks. No. Oh, you, don't, you don't think a guy with a daughter can be a brewer? No, we, that's you what we thought was the guy with the daughter was the brewer. He was. That's. But it's oh, it's we thought her, the, her mother. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't know we were gonna go to the whole family fucking tree. Fucking yeah, genealogy. Yeah, yeah. Eons fucking back, going all the way back to Moses, the, uh, the, Sandy uh, Koufax, first man, <laughs> child of Abraham. Okay, she was, so, she was born in 1886. So was the dad just a straight up American bloke? No, I mean, I, his, she didn't know his family much, but I'm assuming there was some immigration okay. in the oh, early, so early 1800s. German, uh, no, no, not huh? necessarily. Wasn't it Whirly or something? Whirly? Whirly. You know, that's yes. almost like a um, <laughs> a German name. Um, okay, so it's W-O-H? W-O-R-E-L-Y. W-O-R-E-L-Y. Huh. I haven't seen that before. Some, some European shit. Mm. Um, it's just mind-blowing that you could... Just cut off your yeah. only daughter yeah. for the rest of your life for without what? even thinking. Because she she was with the one. Phil. I mean, she went to school for Christ's sake. Like she's yeah. you, you already you got a winner here, pal. Well, yeah, well, she left. She left school to go marry him. Yeah, but she still went. Mm-hmm. I mean, as you have one kid, it's not that big of a town. Like he, he said, was that, like, dude. Like if I had a kid, which as far as I know, I don't. Mm. Just like I'm sure Matt with your kids, you probably treat them the same way. <laughs> Well, they I to, mean, they, they can fucking right kill first. a cat. I don't care. Like, it's are, your kid. There's a number of it's things that my child could do that I would let pass. Absolutely. Including, For sure. Including murder. It was, uh, kill depending, a cat? Depending. 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 Yeah. Some murders are is okay. It, is it justified? <laughs> certainly, like, certainly marriage is not a... I don't... I don't know. Yeah, no. it's a weird thing. Just I don't, to cut somebody out of your entire... Like, I don't... Mm-hmm. I think it says a lot about really a person. care for it, most of... Like, I don't have a very click close relationship with my family in general but even, like I would never disown even then it says a lot it, because that there's no point where that's an acceptable normal there's people who are not doing that all over the place mm-hmm. for it to be like well the time no there's yeah, no you're there's just no, exactly, there's no, exactly yeah you're I mean it's like a, you know but then I mean I, you have a fucking boyfriend and then you know, you're in a family where like honor killing is expected. Right. Yeah, that's because, I think, like, I think you, it's dads who want to fuck their daughters. It's like, oh, it's, you're not fucking me. Well, bye. <laughs> I think her, her dad was a very boring uh, man, and she did the thing her mother didn't do, which was marry the exciting guy. Right, because her mo- you said her mother did the practical thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, well. And you know, the candy man can, you know, and did, candy and man. did, mm-hmm. and don't say it three times in the year in the mirror. <laughs> no. So she's in Cincinnati. 
And um, Phil, what would happen is Phil would be working a bartender shift, you know, home early, early, late in the morning. Right. Late, early in the morning. Yeah. Uh, sleep until the afternoon, back around dusk at work. Um, you know, and they would fuck in between. You know, nice. she, was, she was 18. She he, writes he, about that. He was 19 and 20. A lot. Just she just mentions it. You know. I love the honesty. She was very honest. I love um, it. But but eventually fucking just wasn't enough. She got pretty bored, and, and at one point she demanded. She said, "I I want to go out and have a time on the town in Cincinnati." Oh boy! And so she convinced him to have his cousin cover his shift, and they went out to all the places. Cincinnati at the time was called the. This is uh, early 1902-1903. Cincinnati at the time was called the Paris of America. Wow! It had beer gardens all over the place, saloons, whorehouses. Oh. It was it was a happening place. You know, it was it was the west. It was the west, but it was a civil a quote civilized west. <laughs> have, you, have you ever seen the the life and times of Tim, where him and another salesperson are going to Cincinnati, and the guy the guy he's with keeps calling it Sin City? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, nope, that's not that's not what that. Is. <laughs> Every time I hear Cincinnati, I think Sin City. In the the movie Anomalisa, they're like, we have a big zoo. That's what they're. Everybody, <laughs> yeah, everybody's like, look zoo. at the. Go, did you go to the zoo? <laughs> yeah, that's what it is now. Yeah, it's like we were talking about San Diego. They're like yeah. Sea World. Oh. You're like, I don't want to fucking do that. Damn, you want to go to the Wild Animal Park is where you want to go. Oh yeah, yeah, the Wild Animal Park is where they run free. It's world class. Where they. <laughs> well, the zoo at San, the San Diego Zoo is is great. It, the San Diego Zoo is world class. The wild animal park is next level. Was that was that with the drugs? It's like are? a safari. Oh, it's mm. a wild animal park. Hmm. Is that French safari? Uh, so, uh, so uh, she had a great time on town. There was this place. There, there was one of these places that had like they had they had uh, 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 silver dollars paved their whole. Oh. I think it was called Fukars. I can't remember. But mm. but uh, it shut down when prohibition went in. But it, everything was gilt uh, gilt edge. It was all gold lined and yeah. twenty dollar or, or uh, silver dollar coins paved the floor. Wow. It's one of these places where it's just Dude, this I, money. I just it was hearing something today about Nero with his palace that he builds after the fire, and he he makes the walls in the palace out of gold. And then there's also <laughs> precious gemstones in the walls, and it's like, what are you doing? Everything. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, like I don't know. Stuff like that always reeks to me of just like, but people Madness. love it. People love it. They get psyched about it. Oh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, idiots, right? So, like, <laughs> do you, this, this is just a quick aside. Do you remember, this was beginning of March, end of, end of February, and this was before the virus really popped off here. <laughs> and Trump tweeted out this thing, big things are coming. And it's, a, somebody made a picture of him fiddling. Oh my God! And then two weeks later, whoa, that's tight. You know, rum's burning, and he's... do you do you know what he was alluding to? Nobody fucking knows what, and he doesn't know what he doesn't a, remember. He doesn't even fucking sure. know. I don't think he even knows the reference. No, so. the infrastructure week. Oh God, it's fucking motherfucking. Anyways, rum fiddling, rum burning, etc. So on and so, so while forth. they're out, you know, she's dressed all fancy and uh, with the hat, of course. Yeah, and uh, there's talking to you know they meet all these guys who are like running all this shit in Cincinnati. They meet guys. There's one guy who has these two. She didn't know people would have bodyguards. This guy's bodyguards, and because he has just encrusted in jewels, he has just <laughs> covered in jewels, and he's the guy who would basically pick the 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 politicians. You know, he just had oh so my much God. fun. He was a guy who was like, "All right, you're gonna run the town. You're gonna you're gonna do this," <laughs> just because he had all the money. And so uh -huh. you know, she sees all these people, and you know, Phil knows some of them because he's running this saloon, this bar. 
and um, it just it's very exciting for him. That's very exciting. I mean, like, <laughs> Mr. T with all the chains is like, you're the comptroller. <laughs> <laughs> you're the fool, I pity. <laughs> Secretary of the Interior. But uh, so she, you know, she 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 actually gets to li- see the city, and she's uh, she's smitten with the idea of. Of, of being out there. And so uh, she can't stay in the house. She gets a job herself. She convinces uh, Phil, her husband, to let her, uh, you know, let her work. Uh, she works as selling uh, ready-to-wear formal clothes, which is like one of those things that's like, uh, working, if you want to work out for free, you know, uh, work at, you know, get a job at a gym. And But she, you know, so she smartly gets a job at one of these clothes places, and then she gets, you know, the, the wholesale price on right. these things and mm-hmm. first dibs and stuff. Got to get the hat hook up. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. She and her Phil get, she uh, she and Phil get their own place. Nineteen oh four. She has her first kid, uh, Phil Junior. And over the next year or so, she's working the job. She's making fourteen dollars a week plus commission. It's a um, four hundred, a uh, little over four hundred today. And Dang. then commission, you know, you know, she's she said she liked this job. This was the second job, and she said she liked it because commission. That was her thing. She was a salesperson, you know. So she was probably making, you know, six, seven hundred dollars a week, maybe. Mm. You know, in today's money. Hey, for a lady. But maybe even more. You know, money went a little further back then. Plus the hats. Yeah. But then around this time, uh, she's uh, she's cleaning her, you know, uh, her husband's clothes, and uh, she empties one of the pockets, and she sees a note that says, "Phil, see you at eight, Florence." Uh oh. And uh, she con- confronts Phil about it, and he says it's nothing. And you know, some years go by, and everything kind of settles down. She gets pregnant again. Uh-oh. Oh fuck. And then one night, Phil misses dinner, and the phone rings, and she goes, "Oh, it's probably Phil." And it's a woman's voice in the end. And the woman says, "Get out of town, honey." Hmm. Wait, 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 says, wait, wait. The woman's voice says it to her. And the woman on the other end of the line says, "Get out of town, honey. Phil doesn't love you." And then the woman laughed. Oh. <laughs> She cackled at her, and Helen cackled. knew. Helen didn't know who this Florence was, but she knew. Florence. She knew this must be Florence. Slow. And yeah. uh, Florence even said, "You know, I uh, I bought a dress from you the other day because I wanted to see I wanted to see who, what you looked like." And Phil paid for it. Oh, oh my God! Why? Why do you just? Be smooth. So, so you know, there's this place called George Street in Cincinnati where where um, uh, you know the. Uh, you would fuck people, basically. Huh. It was where the whorehouses were. You know, you could uh, you could rent a room uh, if you wanted to have sex with somebody, but you want to go back to your place. You could rent a room and have sex in there on the hour. Or the you hour. could go there and you could say, "Hey, so and so." And Florence was one of the madams, basically. Oh, Florence's flop house. Yeah, nice. So you go, "Hey, Florence, uh, you know, I kind of want to fuck someone tonight." And she goes, "Okay, well, here's so and so, blah blah blah." And you go, "Okay, great, I'll be there." Blah, cool. Blah. Yeah. Florence is the machine. Uh, yes. And so uh, what Helen did is she went down to that, uh, 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 oh. I want to fuck Florence. She stalked out where Florence's place was, and she found out where it was, and she got her sister-in-law to come with her. She uh, went up to Florence's uh, room. She knocked on the door. Florence opened it up and said, oh, you must be Helen. And then she showed her this uh, this uh, ring she had, and she said, you know, Phil bought me this. Florence, Florence did? She said this to Helen. So Helen went crazy. She took out her nails, she scratched the hell out of her, and then, oh. she, then she threw her down a flight of stairs. <laughs> oh my god. And she, and she went into her apartment and she destroyed the whole place. Threw, nice. She threw a, a, a lamp out the window. She went to town on everything. Mm-hmm. She walked down the stairs. She took her shit on the mattress. <laughs> she, uh, upper decker. Yeah, try fucking in this bed again, you whore. It smells like shit. <laughs> then she went, she went down the stairs over Florence's 
crumpled, cowering body. Uh, and she ripped the finger, the the ring off her finger, and walked out. Nice. Give me that. Thing, you know, that's the story she tells. That's pretty cool, man. Pretty good stuff. And then, so, so she's she still got two kids from this shithead? So, she's got a second kid on the way. Philly Jr. She's pregnant and she beats the shit out of this whore? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> and Adam, so, whatever. Uh, F- Phil, uh... The parlance of the time. Phil showed up and he was like, what'd you do? You're gonna... And she's like, and, and Phil went to go hit her and she's like, what are you gonna do? You're gonna kill your, kill your uh, kid? Your, your unborn, unborn kid? Shot? You wouldn't hit a woman... Uh, with child. Come out here, Phil Jr. Your father's about to hit me. <laughs> I want you and your unborn brother to watch. Here, let me, let me watch. <laughs> oh, Jesus God. Christ. <laughs> so Tell every, them what you did, Aaron. I just peeled apart my pussy lips. Nice. So, <laughs> so the unborn child could watch Phil beat the shit out of his mom. Cool. So uh, Phil would uh, he would return every so often, but it was it was never enough for to for to save the marriage. And one day her co her coworker uh, said, well, "What do you expect from a candy fucking hanger outer?" Yeah, Dad was right. One day her coworker uh, says, "Hey, I'm I'm going on a date. You want to make it a double date? Uh, come with me." And she's like, "Ah, Helen's like I don't know." But eventually she goes. She has a great time with this guy. She finds him really cute. They get a room on George Street. They uh-huh. fuck. And uh, before he leaves, he gives her 50 bucks. And she's like, what the fuck? I'm not a fucking whore. And then she's like, you know what? <laughs> I mean, 50 bucks then? 50 bucks is 50, 50 bucks. 50 bucks is 50 bucks. Not then. 50 bucks then is about $1,300 today. Jesus! 1300 yeah. mate. Yeah. So she goes, I'm not a whore. Well, maybe I am. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, her, her dad called her a whore, and then she actually did it, and she said, um, my eyes were dry, and I actually felt valued for once in my life. Whoa. So, it wasn't that big of a deal. Her eyes were dry, but her chest was moist. Um, oh, my dear God. On account of the cum, Matt. Yeah. Why would you t- have to feel like you have to tell me that? Shoot it all over me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, maybe she swallowed it. I don't know. I, who's to say? I mean, 300 bucks, that's... I mean, you're probably... <laughs> So she finally felt valued, and she started, you know, making way around the town, and she eventually hooked up with the richest man in town. Not the jewel guy, but a different guy who who was Phil's, like, Phil was like, I wish I was that guy. She eventually started fucking that guy. Nice. Now, and- now let me, is this, this, this is not a contemporary of any sort of prostate play? Uh, prostate play? What? Uh, you did a profile, um... Of uh, 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 you think Victoria? Yeah, Woodhull. Woodhull. Oh, that was probably like thirty years prior. Right? <clears throat> Victoria Woodhull was eighteen fifties, sixties, seventies. So yeah, thirty, forty years prior. So yeah. not around the same time. But yeah. I mean, I'm getting vibes of just a real go-getter type of woman, mm-hmm. not afraid to tickle a guy's anus for you know uh, forty, fifty dollars. Oh, very much so. Know? Yeah. I'm just I'm just gonna get in those kind of vibes. Uh, cool. Yeah. No. 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 Just you're, wanted to you're, clarify. You're not that. wrong. You're not wrong. I really like these type of women. Real go-getters, <laughs> not afraid to fuck around in the mud. <laughs> so she starts ho- hooking up with this guy named Ed Brannigan. He's, you know, he's one of these, uh, he's one of the big, uh, big shots in town. Mm. Tons of money. He's giving her money left and right. He's buying anything she wants. She says, if I asked him to, if I asked him to kick Florence out of town, she would have been out of town on the next train. Really? But she says, you know, you know, I'm, I don't want to do that. You know, again, that's, you know. She says, <laughs> I already threw her down a flight of stairs. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Guess that's about it. And she goes, one Crumple. night she goes to the racetrack and the, plus you know, she smells like shit. <laughs> and there's this whole story she tells about how uh, these two jockeys, these two brothers, they uh, they were racing and one horse was winning and the brothers came up on so- both sides of the horse and whipped the horse until it slowed down. 
and then they won the race and the crowd was so upset that the crowd stormed the racetrack and Whoa. tried to kill the brothers and they escaped with their lives. <laughs> Little guys, trench coat, hurry. <laughs> then there was a gunshot and everybody stopped what they were doing and the horse that originally was winning had broke its leg and so right then it was shot on the track and everybody was like, what is going on? Well, that's what you gotta do. And Helen says that night she had a dream where she was the horse and she was being whipped Oh. And she woke up and she said, "Okay, well, Maybe. Phil's the one. Phil's the one whipping me, and Ed's the one." She she said as she was riding, she felt like she was smothered, and she said, "Ed's the one that was smothering me. I need to get out of town." Hmm. Mm. And so she uh, she took what money she had. She took uh, all the money she had was like five hundred bucks, and the jewels she had. Uh, this is about nineteen fourteen. She's twenty eight or so. Hmm. She's not the she's not the young country girl anymore. She stops in Chicago. Actually, we should take a break. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Well, you think we're halfway-ish? No. Oh, okay. About a third. Okay. Nice. All right, let's take a tasty break. Be right back. And we're back. Hey. Hey, what's up? (laughs) Guess chilling. (laughs) Took a shit in the dark. Hey. <laughs> Quarantine's weird. I mean, it's all, fun. <laughs> it's all fun and games until you wipe, you know? How do you know when you're done? You gotta smell the paper. <laughs> taste it. <laughs> you don't waste it. You gotta no, taste it. No, no, no. Mm. I think I'm done. Huh. At the opener. Oh. Man, I got a lot more work to do. <laughs> <laughs> I am not done. <laughs> I think I was just wiping my balls that whole time. Huh. Tastes pretty good. <laughs> my balls taste like shit. <laughs> my shit tastes like balls. Huh. Weird. Weird. Hmm. Maybe I am done. <laughs> Being the doctor of you of eating my own ass. <laughs> Well, yeah, what's the doctor? What's the opposite of infinity then? <laughs> what's the opposite of no, Doctor Never? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's a bunch of dumb stuff to come back to. Yeah. Everybody on YouTube going ape shit. <laughs> Get back to the fucking story! <laughs> <laughs> so it's 1914, 1915. She's 28 or so. Uh, she leaves. She leaves. Uh, she. Um, her newborn, she takes with her. Mm-hmm. Her, what about the first kid? Her <laughs> first kid, she leaves with her mother-in-law. Smart. And uh, she says, "I'll be back in a few weeks." And mm-hmm. she, she knows she won't be. Oh. And uh, well, it's Phil Junior, little bastard. <laughs> Never gonna love that kid. She did, but she, you know, this is something we could talk about at the end. It's, yeah. Uh, uh, Leave him uh, at flows. Yeah. And uh, so she decides everybody's going west. I'll, I'll go west. She doesn't have a specific place she's looking for, but. So first thing she does, she takes a train to Chicago. She buys a nice hat. <laughs> of course. Uh-huh. And then she just figured she'd keep going west. And uh, she sees Tucson. She's like, all right, Tucson's a place to be. Mm. Uh, by the time she gets to Tucson, she's basically out of out of money. She gets a hotel there. Mm. And she stops in the, the nicest hotel, which I think was just the hotel. Is it? Is it? Hold on. Hotel Congress? No, no. It wasn't uh. Hotel Congress. I forget what the name was, but... Hotel uh, Congress, a historic hotel in Tucson, Arizona. Oh, yeah? J- Dillinger hit out there. Is that right? That's right. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think it was the Hotel Congress. It doesn't sound familiar. It could be. Listen, man. Hey, man. A lot of people are saying, <laughs> I've heard 
A lot of people are saying it was a Hotel Congress. <laughs> <laughs> we can look it up. We'll put it in the show notes. So uh, she... Uh, not she, a nice hotel. Not a nice. Not a lot of nice hotels. Yeah. She. Uh, well, she no- She notes that she has a stuff. And there's, there's not even a fucking bellboy. She's like, oh, all right. Well, oh, down. So she brings her stuff to a room. She. Uh, it's. It's late. You know. Uh, her. Her second son, Donnie. Uh, he's pretty tired. Baby Donnie. Yeah. And uh, she. Baby she. She puts him to bed, and she goes down to uh, the, uh, the 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 dining room to have some dinner. Mm-hmm. And when she gets to the dining room, she goes. She's. She's. There's only one other person in it. And she goes, wait a minute, I know that guy. Because somewhere in 1912 or 1913, when she's working in their formal, the ready-wear shop, it's in the middle of a blizzard. You know, she shows up in the morning, middle of a blizzard. This no is one, back in Cincinnati, you're referring Yeah, no to. one comes in. No, one, no other employees come in that day. But in the morning, a well-dressed man, really nice, well-dressed man, decent-looking, very, very nice. Very dapper, very debonair. Yeah, but like, oh. you know, he, he, he he's a... He doesn't swear. He's a classy guy. Homosexual. And he said he, he said he wants to buy a dress for his wife. And she goes, oh, this one, this. And he goes, oh, what about that one? And she goes, oh, that's a $100 dress. Hey. And he says, no problem. That's about $2,600 today. Jesus Christ. And he goes, <sighs> he, he goes uh, uh, can you alter, you know, can it get altered in time, you know, for tonight? And she goes, well, no one's here. I'll, you know, I'll alter it myself and I'll, I'll bring it to you. Nice. And he goes, oh, my God, it's amazing. So that, about five or six in the afternoon, she finishes the alteration. No one's there. She closes the shop. She in the middle of a blizzard still. Biggest blizzard in the history of Cincinnati, she says. She's an alcoholic. <laughs> and... <laughs> oh, you got him good. <laughs> so late. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that because you checked out the history of blizzards? No, 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 she said that. False. No, she said that. By it the just, way, I'm also good. an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I oh, drink a lot. That's fucked up. <laughs> that's, really <funny laughs> that. that's great. She's a great storyteller. Uh, but she brings it to, the, to this guy, and um, she brings it to him, and uh, you know, she she goes in. His wife, his wife is like. Hey, well, you're here. Why don't you have a drink? Because he has a drink. Wife tries on the dress. It fits her perfectly. They're having a great time. They're like, why don't you stay for dinner? They have dinner. They have a wonderful time. And <laughs> you come to bed with us. Yeah. <laughs> What's a mustache ride? <laughs> but, uh, you know, before they leave, you know, she's just talking to him. And the guy says his name. He says, my name is, uh, my name is Ed Mac. Call me, uh, you know, call me Eddie. Eddie Mac. She goes, oh, the Mac okay. Daddy, if you will. So she didn't see him. And then, uh, you know. The movie's the Mac. It's 1978. <laughs> and so, so uh, when she's at this bar, you know, in, in, in Tucson, uh, this guy is just her and this guy, and he calls the waiter. He says, "Hey, waiter, can you ask that woman if I can buy her a drink?" And uh, so the waiter does, and she's like, "Yeah, yeah." And he comes over, and they start talking, and and he gives her a name that isn't Ed Mac. Aha! And uh, and he goes, "Wait a minute, do I know you from somewhere?" And she goes, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And she tells him that story, but what she doesn't tell him is that. About a few months after that story, mm-hmm. she's reading the paper and that she sees his Christmas 1913. She looks at the paper and she sees his picture in the Chicago Tribune. It's right underneath an article about a man who robbed a bank with uh, $250,000. It's mm. about $6.6 million today. Jesus fucking Christ. And man. apparently he was a companion of various government employees, too. And everybody called him Mac. So she didn't tell him that part. Uh-huh. But she said, yeah, I remember you. I remember you from this uh, 
this, I, I, I got you this dress yeah, and we did this thing. And he said, large. he says, this is amazing. We're having a great time. And then he says, Helen, you know, she, and she says, you know, I'm going down to, uh, you know, I'm bringing my son, uh, you know, I'm going west and I don't know what to do. I got my son with me. And he goes, Helen, I got a proposition for you. And she says, she yawns, and she says, I'm too tired for that sort of thing. And he says, no, 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 no. Too tired. Too tired to hear a sentence. No, no, no. no, no, no. I'm, I'm too tired to fuck. Oh. That's what she assumed proposition, right? And he says, no, 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 An no. indecent proposal, John. An indecent one. Well, it looks sounds like he's got a decent one. Well, he says, I'm connected to this Chicago thing, you know? And everybody involved, they need me to hide out into this gang- gangster's cabin in Carpentersville, Colorado. Hmm. It's a cabin that we're renting just so someone can hide out there in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and he's got a mortgage on the fucking thing. <laughs> and uh, we're uh, trying to kill it with criminals. I know, that, I know this Nigerian prince. He's legit. <laughs> but it's, it's around March of, uh, uh, of 1914 or so. And he says, you know, I have to be, I'm going to be there. Until I get a cryptic message, encrypted a cryptic message from Chicago saying it's time, then it's okay for me to go back. These crypts are sending me a message. <laughs> the Learjet is fueled up. <laughs> the ceviche is on ice, as they say. <laughs> Houston, uh, this is the Learjet. It has landed on the tarmac. Some dumbass Chicago gangster. Jesus. So uh, he he says to her, you know, it's going to be pretty lonely up there. Oh. Um, how about this? We'll put Donnie into a private school. I'll pay tuition for all four years. The newborn. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. he's he's probably like he's like, you know, elementary age at oh, this point, okay. I think. Mm-hmm. And he says I'll pay for tuition all four years, and I'll give you six thousand dollars. For what? Just for yourself. Just... And he says all you have to do is just hang out with me in this cabin. We don't, there's nothing romantic between them. We're, I'm going to be in this cabin. It's going to be really fucking lonely. No funny it, stuff. It would be really cool if no if we stuff. could just if I had cool some lady. There. And she's like, she thinks about it for a bit. And she goes, oh fuck it, all right. I'm an alcoholic. Why not? <laughs> and so the next morning they go their separate ways. But before they do, you know, they're going to meet up in Denver and then he'll bring her to the cabin. Before they go their separate ways, he hands her an envelope with eighteen thousand dollars cash. Holy fucking shit! It's about five hundred thousand dollars today. Jesus Christ! Cash in Tucson? Oh my god! Yeah. So, okay, and that's for the tuition? That's for the tuition and also 6000 for herself. Nice. So 10 days later, she drops uh, after, she, after she drops Donnie off at his new private school. In pay, Denver. Uh, yeah, somewhere, somewhere around Denver. In Denver. She never says exactly where. They hit the train or whatever, right? They take yeah. the train. Hit the slopes. Two. She heads to Denver. She meets Eddie. <laughs> they take this mule train up to it, this cabin, and they're there until mid-August. Every, now, every few weeks, uh, she... He would go into town, into Denver, to get like to see if there was any news for him, and he'd buy all the newspapers, and uh, and then every you know every few months she would go visit Donnie. Mm-hmm. But mid-August, after eating fish every day for months, because there was a lake nearby, there was you know oh, there was he would good. go fishing at night. She you know he, she would cook it oh, during the day. They would clean the cabin. It's a wonderful relationship. Yeah, there's she's no, the best. No, she's like there's nothing sexual. No we just had a really stuff. nice time. Nothing sexual, and she doesn't want to jump his. No, even though he's a provider. No. Hmm. Fishing. No, they just, they had a really fun time together. That's really great. Yeah. Maybe they had like Parcheesi. I don't know what's going on. Parcheesi? Oh, hey, you don't know what a cabin's like. 
part I do know what a cab is like. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's a guy puking on I the porch or something. Right here, oh my god. That's what I call my penis. Cool. It's a pinochle. Nice. So around mid mid August, uh, he he finally gets the message that it's okay to go back. <laughs> he says, Helen, what are you gonna do? And she's like, you know, I heard San Francisco's nice. He says, All right, I'll take you to San Francisco. And so they go to San Francisco. He uh, pays for an apartment for two months for her as saying, like, you know, hey, this makes up for the cabin. Thanks right? for the memories. Yeah. And uh, he says, hey, if you're ever in Chicago, give me a call. So she goes out in the town. You know, uh, this is 1914, 1915 San Francisco. This is their basically baby. rebuilt after the earthquake. Yeah. yeah. She she goes out. She's buying silk underwear. Oh, oh God. So good. Fucking Chinaman making that shit. Oh Could you God. imagine? Silk comes from the butts of Chinese worms, John. That's exactly right. Matt? Now, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> just, uh... Matt, what do you think? Now, Matt. Uh, yeah. Um, don't, don't you think it's uh, for, for the Daddy Mac to go back to Chicago is kind of a, like a big mistake for a guy who's had his face in the paper? People forget, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It probably also, is. Also, it's probably a drawing. Yeah, I mean, it is a drawing. It's a guy with a... Oh, he's got a face. He goes by Mac. <laughs> well, she recognized him, though. So well, Because she, she knew him. Yeah, but... I mean, he, she had a very specific... She spent a whole day sure, with sure, him. Sure, she basically yeah. fucked his wife. But at the same time, it, it, it is... You know, maybe he didn't go back to Chicago, but he, he got word from Chicago yeah, that it was yeah, okay yeah. to... He didn't have to hide out anymore. Okay. Things are cool. And also, you know, we, you know... You know, one of the things I'm learning from this book is that a lot of these guys, all of these mobsters, they would not exist without help from people in the government. Mm, and so of all of these, you know, the big bank robberies and shit, this isn't Dillinger just showing up in the random, right. these are the government's, people in the government are going, you know, this is a pretty good place. Yeah. If, you, if you fucking steal some money from here, you give me a cut and, yeah. uh, nice. you know. Right, so he gets word from Chicago, the right people are paid off, or the yeah, ex-person yeah. got knocked off, exactly, or whatever, it's yeah. a good time to come back. Yeah. So she's out in San Francisco, she's going to all the bars, she's dressing up, um, she's charming rich men, nice. uh, she's, you know, she's she, she's fucking for money if she if she needs to, you know, ri- ri- she would meet rich, rich men at a bar, they would go somewhere and fuck, and they would just, they would give her money, and that was, it wasn't, wasn't always like them. a disgust thing, but it, usually what they just did. And uh, not long after there, she's there, she meets this really ugly, but this very rich man. <laughs> uh, and she's like, he had a lot of charm, parentheses, money. Gosh, she's a funny writer, huh? She is, yeah. And and she tells him, you know, before Eddie left, he said, Helen, you got, you should take take a secretarial class. You know, learn to type. Because I really like you, and mm-hmm. you know, you never know, it'd be, you know, if you, ever, if you need a job, you could do that. Mm-hmm. And so she tells... Uh, this this rich man, she says, oh, I'm going to take a, a secretarial course, and the guy says, how much does it cost? She says five hundred dollars. It was like a hundred bucks. <laughs> uh, but he pays for it. She takes it, and and he he wants her to be his private secretary. He's the, he owns this huge lumber company up in Vancouver. Uh, she calls him Mr. Harold Czar, as in lumber czar, not his real name. Uh, he works out of Vancouver, and he eventually he leaves San Francisco. She passes her course barely. And the teacher's like, you shouldn't be a secretary. And she's like, I'm doing it because I'm going to fuck this guy. And he, her teacher goes, can oh, his, where'd you meet him? Can I have his number? Yeah, well, I mean, her teacher goes, oh, really? Well, I hope you never forget me. Also, where did you meet him? I'm going to go hang out in that place. Wow. Uh, wow. And uh, so she passes her course, and she goes up to Vancouver. On the way to Vancouver, she is so well-dressed that all of the well-dressed men think that she's out of their league. Eventually, she mm-hmm. like she pulls out a bottle 
They all get drunk, and she says by the time they got there, she had more money than when she left. She fucked them all? Yeah. Oh, God, that's so hot. On the train? She ran. She got yeah. a train ran on her on a train. Oh. Yeah. Well, it's like Inception. Yeah. Conception. Train within Do you think train. the top... Stop spit... Wait a minute. <laughs> What's the caboose? Who's the top? <laughs> I'm the conductor, and you're... <laughs> and you got the peaches, I got the I got cream. the cream, and the you have... Is, but who's the top? And who's it? shoveling the coal is in the I, engine? Can the... Bo- <laughs> And I'm saying if you get him hotter than the gates of hell, now maybe I you, cock in you, my might, ass you might be able to get to 88 <laughs> miles an hour. Huh. Wow. Whoa. Mad Dog Tannen? <laughs> Buford? It's deep, guys. It will. It's deep. There's a lot of references there. I'm sorry. And if you want to complain about it on YouTube, you can. <laughs> or you can just skip ahead. Mm-hmm. Right now- down. To fucking PewDiePie's gamer videos, whatever fucking bullshit. <laughs> I knew I should have said. I knew I should have said. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was what? Don't ever be sorry. No, you have no, nothing no. to apologize for. <laughs> never, never say. Never it's apologize. These fucking liberals. <laughs> uh huh. So she gets to Vancouver. Vancouver's a pretty nice time. She likes it there. This guy's running. You know. You know. She's fucking this. Gets. You know. It's. Not bad. Vancouver's a good place to be. But then he goes, you know, uh, just so you know, uh, most of the time I spend up in Medicine Hat, Alberta. Medicine Hat. Yeah, Alberta. Medicine Hat, Alberta. Yeah, the history of medicine. The the name uh, it, it comes from. Um, fuck, what is? I forget what the, what the tribes are that there. But there's a story about the you know there's there's the it's a it's, it's, a, it's an the, Indian the thing, shaman whatever. old medicine hat. Well, over he there. makes a deal about you, you know, medicine hat. Yeah, <laughs> and she loves hats. Right, so it seems like it would be pretty. And she's an alcoholic. So. But uh, medicine hat is it's just. Um, he's there's nothing happening there. It sounds at all. like a it, no. It, it is basically it's one of these places that um, there aren't cars yet. Yeah. So lumber is chopped at places where there's a lot of lumber, and then it's put on streams and, and yeah. rivers. Float and it, down the. Yeah. And it's one of these places where it either begins or it makes another connection to another stream. And and so his this lum this huge lumber czar. I couldn't find any fucking thing. About because guys who owned changed. lumber companies yeah. in the early 1900s in Medicine Hat. <laughs> I, I could not find a guy. Medicine Hat wiki. Right, yeah. <laughs> I'm the lumber king of Vancouver. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was called Medicine Hat. What can you get there? Medicine Hat. <laughs> but I'll lay my head in Medicine Hat. <laughs> so... So but she's up by there. way of drug sock. <laughs> While she's up there in Medicine Hat, she says, "Fucking the worst trip she's ever taken is one up to Medicine Hat." You know, it's like the furnace isn't working while they're up there. It's just oh, a, God. And they're on this like fucking train, and in order to keep warm, her and the guy just fuck, and oh. it's just it's basically like in front of people. Oh my God! Oh this, my God! And he's is, ugly. Yeah. And nobody's shaved, and there's no antibiotics. Yeah. So it's not all cool. They get up to Medicine Hat, and and he has a guard. For like on her basically, his like personal cook is like watching to make sure she's not like because she's like make sure she's not. There's nothing. An there's nothing happening here. She probably wants some excitement. We'll probably go fuck some other people. So she gets bored and she's like, "Hey, is, is um, the guard is the guard hot? No, like she, no. They, oh, is it like, like a him. cuck situation? Mm. No. How goes that pussy? <laughs> but she uh, she says, "Hey man, do hey do you love me?" And he's like, "Of course." And she's like. Well, I want to go to Calgary and I want to buy some clothes. You know, this is uh, right. This is like 1959. This is the middle of uh, World War One, right? Uh, very, very. 1916. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he's like, "All right, I'll send you to Calgary with some money to go buy clothes." So she goes to Calgary. She buys a shit ton of clothes. And while she's there, she talks her way into an army base. 
Uh -oh. And she's like, she fucks she's all like, the uh, you know, I, I, uh, I, my, uh, my cousin's in there, and she, she works her way up to talking to like, you know, one of the head officers, and he's like, oh, that'd be great if you could see him. Uh, we're having a thing at the 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 officer club tonight. And meanwhile, she's, like, she's the head officer. Eventually, yeah, she uh, she says she works her way up and down the ranks, and she leaves there with an extra seven hundred fifty dollars. Ah, that's about fifteen thousand dollars today. Oh my god. <sighs> I mean, what is up with this girl? I mean, she's just... That's... I mean, we're even talking quantity or quality, and either way, impressive. Mm-hmm. $15,000, mate. Yeah. Uh, and, and listen, on an army base. Spitman's free yeah. money. <laughs> on an army base. I mean, it's not like as if, like, if people are loaded on the base. Well, no, you they know... Have they have, they have they do plenty have money of money that they're not do. spending. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's three dollars every five minutes. Or five dollars every three minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's five every three. Five off. Five off. Five all. Five all. So she heads back to Medicine Hat, and she says, you know, I'm out. Yeah, this is boring. Yeah. I just but... had a whole platoon lay into me. <laughs> yeah. Willem Dafoe, Charlie Sheen, Tom Berenger. I go back to the farm after cooking. Yeah, Eddie Kenny keep her down the farm after she's seen Carl Hungus. What is it? You say that all the time. What? It's hard to keep her down the farm after she's seen Carl Hungus. Oh, Oh, Carl Hungus. Carl oh. Hungus. He's a nihilist. It's hard to keep her down on the farm after she's seen Carl Hungus. I mean, especially after he fixes the cable. Oh. What do you think they do? Uh, he fixes, he the, fixes cable? the cable? Don't be I facetious, saw, Jeffrey. I saw a bumper sticker uh, about a month ago <laughs> that was just a black bumper sticker with white text that said, he fixes the cable? <laughs> <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> Like, uh, if I was at a bar, yeah, it? it's right over here. <laughs> <laughs> That's my roommate. She's from Europe. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. So it's 1918. She says I'm out of there. By now, she says she saved about thirty thousand dollars. And just from this, is, just from this guy. That's a quarter of a million. Yeah, I honestly I forget to. Um, yeah, look well, up how do much your research was. next time, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> the math checks out. <laughs> Fucking Rain Man over here. Or maybe maybe that's maybe that's today's money because that does either seem, way. It does that's seem a like lot a lot of money. That's probably that must be today's money. It's a lot. Because that would money. be like two point two million back then. It's a lot of money. So she says, "All right, fuck it. Um, I gotta go pick up Donnie from school because his tuition has run out by this point. <laughs> yeah, and he doesn't know his brother or his mother or any fucking buddy. Yeah, yeah. But we, he knows we, arithmetic we, like fucking we'll whoa. Talk, we'll have to talk about that at the end. I'm sorry, Aaron. What were you saying? Oh, he knows his arithmetic. Yeah, no, he's apparently he's a great student. The school loves him. Uh, his tuition's running out, and she says, "Well, before I pick him up, I'm gonna head to Chicago. It's 1918. She gets to Chicago. She calls Eddie, mm. and Eddie says, "Hey, let's have dinner. Eddie Mac. Eddie Mac. She goes." She goes, somebody says something, he's like, I'd recognize that voice anywhere. Helen! He says that? Yeah, on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> I got a big fish waiting for you up here in Chicago, honey. <laughs> they, they, they never have sex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, meant, he meant fish. Yeah, he, meant fish. Oh, right. Well, he does take her out to dinner. And at dinner, he says, uh, he hears her story, and he says, hey, you know what? I got to go to Detroit tonight. Why don't you come with me? <laughs> and she says, great. Next day, they're in Detroit. Eddie says, hey, why don't you have an afternoon to yourself? Here's two hundred dollars. She goes out, buys herself a big fat ass hat. <laughs> a big fat ass hat. <laughs> now is that a medicine hat? <laughs> it's a fat ass hat. It's a fat ass hat. And uh, she comes back, and uh, she gets to the hotel room, and Eddie's there, and he's worn out. And uh, while she's there, two men uh, come in with uh, bundles under their arm. They walk into Eddie's room, they nod at her, and they walk out. And uh, so, <laughs> so they leave, and Eddie says, "Hey, 
come in here and check this out. Check this shit out. And she goes in the room, and there's $75,000 cash just on the bed. Wow. It's about $1.3 million today. Damn. Eddie was in town for business, he said. Yeah. No Detroit. shit. Motor City. Yeah. So that, town. <laughs> that night, they're having dinner. Eddie says, hey, let's go well, Let's go have dinner. I'm going out to dinner. Fish. You got to come with me. Uh, and uh, while they're having dinner, those two men uh, from earlier show up, along with someone from uh, what she says is the highest levels of government in Detroit. They all have a grand time. Is that right? And while she's standing there, she's like, this is fucking, you know, she's thinking about all the shit she just did over the last five, six years, Madison had Vancouver, and she's sitting here <laughs> in Detroit. I don't have to fuck any of these guys. Yeah. I don't these, get to fuck any of these know, guys. All of this money, all of this shit, and she goes, this is amazing, and the band starts playing this song. She's like, "What? this is an amazing song. And she, she asks, she says, what song is this to the waiter? And the waiter says, this song is called, Ah, Sweet Mysteries of Life. Mm. And it's one of Do these. Do we have a clip? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured you would. I have you, a phone. You want a dongle? Yeah. You want a dongle? I Sweet Mysteries of Life? Yeah. I can pull that up. Ah, uh, Sweet Mysteries. Ah, uh, Sweet Mysteries of Life. Um, they're, they're, um, uh, uh, it eventually, it was a 1910, it was in a 1910 Broadway production, and then eventually it was on the silver screen, and uh, there are some Italian versions. Mario Lanza. Do the Mario Lanza one, because that's in English. He's Nine. an Italian man, but he sings it in English. Just, just no, just put it in front of your mic. 30 watt best. Don't give me an ad for fucking jerk, mate. <laughs> well, stop jerking it, mate. <laughs> stop jerking it. You're the hammer. Hammer rude you. Hammer for Oh. There we go. Audible.com. All right. I've been thinking how our tastes and music reflect our everyday lives. Around 10 or 12 years ago, the trend was all this for Mario music, as this it is. was also for new ideas. Yeah, okay. He's got a Lately, prelude, to be back interlude. More more to the good old-fashioned ideals of our fathers. The good old songs fashion. we thought were out of date seem to take on new meaning and importance. That's right. One ah. of these songs no, is music Herbert's frankly sentimental. So black, so lazy. The... This is what they said back then. <laughs> nope. Well, some people. Sweet mystery of life at last I found thee. I know this song. You do? Yeah. I know at last the secret of it all. Mm-hmm. All the longing, seeking, striving, waiting, yearning. Mm. Yeah, I love to meet many different things. So many she's hearing people. this as she's having a fat fish dinner with all these crooks. Yeah, with all yeah, the rich, the now richest men in Detroit, basically. And uh, she goes, "This is my song for the rest of her life. That would be that would be her song." It'll come up again. Right. Uh, you just give me the word. I'll play it after <laughs> after, after dinner. Uh, the that uh, the the guy from the government uh, takes them back to the uh, apartment in a government limousine and they change clothes the limousine takes them to the train station and they head out and right before they head out Eddie picks up the early edition of the morning newspaper and the headline reads $200,000 payroll robbery so on his way home he gets to read about the shit he just did wow wow hmm 
Huh? And she's coming with him, of course. So yeah. she's. But you have to. I mean, uh, you have to imagine that uh, a, a man traveling. It seems like there's a couple. No one questions that a man traveling alone is much more suspicious. That's right. There's of course, a, yeah. Uh, November 1918, uh, she goes down and picks up her son from school, and she decides that she wants to be in New York when the armistice is signed. So on the ride there to New York, this is the same year, she sees Eddie again on the train to New York this time. Randomly. He, he Yeah, randomly. He pretends he doesn't know her, and then later he comes up and he says, hey, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm hiding. Hmm. And then a few months later, Shh. she reads in the newspaper that he was hit by a car and died, and it was probably a hit. Uh-huh. Wow, and Eddie Mack is one of these guys that uh, uh, one of the researchers I think for the for the Feral House Publishing uh, 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 realized that this is a, a old bank robber named John Jerge, J E R G E. Really, and uh, th- there's not a lot about him, but he's just robber. he's just one of these guys, and this is something that you know this is one of, these are one of these profiles that leads to profiles that leads to profiles, yeah. and and these these early 1900s bank robbers, there's just. When there's no paper trail, there's not yeah. the states can't communicate with each other. There's no, there's no federal right. bureau. It's just like all right, well now I'm Eddie but Nash, I'm Eddie Mac, I'm Papa Doc. Before he died, I'm Eddie, B Rabbit. Whatever. Eddie Mac's girlfriend sold a story to one of the magazines and newspapers about what it was like to be his wife. Mm. This was a guy who he was nationally known without. He's not Dillinger. Sure, It's just a guy who John Jergy or Jergy or whatever. Yeah, is not a. Great name, Eddie Mack is a much better name. It's well, like, it's also before I think you know the 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 real uh, wave of bank, the and bank run on the banks. The, I mean, it was before yeah, yeah. running well, on the banks was popular and well, justified. Before and, the the, um, the 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 mob, the the essential American mob stories. This mm-hmm. is this was just before that. Yeah. Um, so she's in New York City. She puts Donnie to bed. Her first night in New York City, she puts Donnie to bed in this hotel, and she's pretty bored, so she calls what then is the house detective. You know, every hotel has, like, a a, a guy who is the uh, law enforcement of the hotel, basically. Oh, interesting. Oh, I need to hear yeah. more about this. I don't know that much about him, but... The every, house detective. Yeah, the hotel slash house detective. I do the lost and found. <laughs> and do you need somebody and, killed? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Also, some other shit. <laughs> also, I, there's a letter for you. Uh, and it, your sheets are dirty, I bet sure. you're probably wondering who farted, huh? <laughs> well, word Leave on it the, to me. Word on the street is... Um, <laughs> And yeah, we'll send a we'll send a martini up to the room. <laughs> that's really that's a whole thing. Yeah, that's a yeah. whole the house thing. detective. Yeah, he's <laughs> always making trouble where there I is just, none. I I'm sorry. That is that it's is weird. Just, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's it's very thing. weird. That's a weird ass but, but thing. But to her, it's very normal to the point where she's bored and she doesn't want to go out. I'll talk so to she calls she calls him. He comes <laughs> up to the room and they just start drinking and talking. Yeah, she calls. Dick you wouldn't believe the things that have gone down in this hotel. I've been on this beat for some time. Well, well so, <laughs> you so want to know what happened on that couch you're sitting on? <laughs> no, you know. So they're having drinks and she's and he goes, you know, so what do you do? And she says, I'm in business. And he mm. says, Well, what kind of business? And she says, Well. Bedroom business, and he says, hmm. "You know, maybe I can help you with that." Hmm. And he says, "I'll get the guys. If you want them, we'll split it fifty-fifty." Yeah, I got the peaches. You got the you cream. You got the cream. Yeah. yeah, sweet to taste. And so he becomes her informal pimp. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she eventually she got a real job just to ease suspicions. Uh, but on, on you know at nights and on weekends, on weekends she her and this guy she called him Tim, they would go to Atlantic City. He would find bit high rollers, 
and she would fuck them, and they would split it 50-50, and they would go home with hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Damn oh, my it. God. I, I got to imagine, if you're, like, high, I mean, this is just pure conjecture, but if you are a high-class prostitute, mm-hmm. and you have the luxury, and which is uh, the product of, year, of years of professionalism and, and work, mm-hmm. if you have the luxury of choosing your clients... Oh, absolutely, yeah. What a difference that makes. What a difference a day makes, my friend. What a yeah. great job. Uh, yeah, no, I tonight I feel like having sex, mm-hmm. and I like getting paid for it, and you're an attractive rich man, so yes. Yeah. What a hell of a job, huh? <clears throat> yeah, you know, and it's a thing of... of, of uh... You're a liberated, liberated woman. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, a, yeah. a lot of times the rich guy is like... Um, kind of like acting, you know, more like it's a date anyway. Yeah, because yeah. he doesn't want to be, you know, a scumbag. Yeah, yeah. no, they, I want somebody to talk to for three hours. Mm-hmm. We have a dinner. Yeah, I mean, it's for a lot. I can't. I'm not going to say for a lot, but for a significant portion of those people, it's it's an efficiency thing. Oh yeah. Well, I don't have time to have a the relationship on it, but I do want to have a social engagement and a dinner and a nice, you know, these high priced escorts are a real industry. And, but, where you know, these women are educated, mm-hmm. affable, beautiful, talented, sociable, and they can hang. By by now she's th- she's thirty two. Oh, so, she knows what's up. And you know, she's but, good to go. But she does. You know, she's a she's a salesperson. She's a good salesperson. And she has a, a hell of a hat collection, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she says she never wears it a bit. Oh my god, hats or Jimmy hats. But uh, but yeah, I mean she. Even even a, you know, today thirty two seems old. It's not. I mean, I mean I just in the idea of how dare you, Matt? You, oh of constant your, young you have a very Victorian attitude towards sex. <laughs> I'm very. Sorry. But I'm just saying, no. I mean, it, it isn't to me now no, that but I'm in, in my thirties. Twenty eight, yeah. you're a milf. Yeah, yeah. It's stupid. Um, it's stupid. But uh, you know, this is a, this is a, a recurring thing, and and you know, she's good companionship. Even if you're not fucking, she's. She, a good time. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like she's a what? Do you, uh, what's the title of the book? Good time party. Girl? Good time party girl. That's what she called herself. Mm-hmm. Well, Got to earn the, the moniker, you know. <laughs> Perhaps you've noticed my kids are never around. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to know why? <laughs> it's nineteen nineteen. She's working formal wear, and uh, this large drunk, this large drunk man comes in with a booming voice. Uh, she calls him Tex in the book. She's one. She says he's Tex. A, she says he's a Tex railroad uh, uh, man. And he's large, drunk, Texas Railroad man. He he buys these $18 gloves. They're $260 today. And he buys them. She wraps them. And he takes them and he hands them right back to her. He says, these are for you. I saw you while I was walking by. Mm-hmm. Your brother, I saw you while I was walking by. Ah. Uh, uh, they go to his apartment. Then they go to his private train car. She says they're both filthy and covered in, in, in whiskey bottles. Uh-oh. Oh, I thought you were going to say something nasty. And... Uh, does this have anything to do with one of your previous profiles about the guy that had his own train car and a fucking blimp and his there mom it is. was a I miser? was reading this. That's the exact same thing I thought. Yes. And I don't see any reason why it, it shouldn't isn't. be. Yeah. Because that guy was a large drunk Texas. man. Uh, he was a Texas Railroad man yeah. from Massachusetts. By that time, his mother had died, and he was uh, married to his ex-mistress. Uh, uh-huh. But, you know, he tells her, oh, I'm really sad because my wife died, but mm. he's just in New York. You know, that's a thing. He says he uh, uh, he tells her that he's going down to Argentina. He wants her to come with you him. You want to see my whale penis collection? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, the, <laughs> the, the, colonel, the colonel Green. 
I don't see why there's no one else that fits. I other like than to that. think it's him. Yeah, I'd love to think that, and uh, I do. And so, I, as I was reading, I was like, "There's no, it's canon. There's no, there's nowhere else. There's, it's, there's no one. I think it's no canon. It's canon. I think it's show canon now. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, when she, as soon as she said, I mean, first I was like, Texas, Texas railroad man, and then she said, private. private train car. Dude, I mean, it's him, man. Yeah. I'm fucking yeah. sorry, bro. Uh, and so he wants to. He has. He has to go down to Argentina for business, and she's like, okay, and she agrees to go with him. I met these nice German folks. Down. <laughs> what, what, what he doesn't say is that he hasn't booked it yet, and so they have to take like steerage to get there. I mean, oh. and so she's but just he's rich. She's the well, yeah, because but it was the last second. He, you oh. know, he was so, and so she just has the worst time. He gives her a thousand dollars cash. She she converts it to one single thousand dollar bill. And hides it in her shoe just in case. And uh, the trip is a terrible time. When they get to Buenos Aires, she goes to the American Embassy and she sweet talks everybody to getting her a first class, free first class trip home. <laughs> she says on the way back, uh, she makes some extra money on the way back. I wonder how she did mm. that. Yeah. First class. 1920, she's in New York City. She's walking down the street. She follows this man, just, uh, he's like, Are you alone? She says, Sure. And they, they start <laughs> talking. She really likes him. His name is Bob. He's, uh, he was an army man. Um, and they have a great time after the first night. He tries to pay her for, he's like, he's like, what do I do? Do I, I don't, do I pay you? And she goes, she puts her, his, her finger up to his lips and she goes, no, 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 never. This is love. Whoa. And th- they're, they're, they're both smitten. <laughs> he's like, I'll give you 500. <laughs> <laughs> wow. For that, I'll pay extra, sweetheart. Oh, God. <laughs> Golly gee. I'm a simple military man. <laughs> oh, I know some of them. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> Have you been to Calgary? <laughs> Are you part of the 101st Airborne? <laughs> I am. Yeah. <laughs> They're a part of me. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> nah. I know. Come on, let shut up. <laughs> Ew. You're sick. You ever been to Medicine Hat, Alberta? <laughs> Mounties. Let me tell you. <laughs> Not a dry head in the county. <laughs> They're Mounties. They earned their name that week. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so, uh, so her and Bob, the, you know, they, uh, they, she, she was seeing some, you know, some fancy other man, and and she started running. Um, <laughs> fancy other, fancy other man. They had fancy hats. Lads. They yeah. had hats. Uh, and, and she started running uh, her own uh, whoring business out of out of her apartment. With other and, women or just no, just with herself and uh, <laughs> three holes. Uh. And she said when Bob was, you know, Bob, uh, he was, uh, he was in, he was in the war, and uh, he had bad lungs because he was mustard gassed. Oh, and so he was in New York for treatment, and every few months he would go back to Chicago where he, his his family was and where the family business was. And when he was gone, she would get back into the game. But when he was with her, she was exclusive. And was he aware of that? Yes, she said she told him everything, and he was fine with it, and he loved her. <laughs> Bob, I really got railed when you were out of town. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you think mustard gas was bad. <laughs> so, <laughs> I got mustard ass. <laughs> I got PTSD. <laughs> PTSD. <laughs> okay, okay. You think you're shell-shocked. I got PTSD. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> I can't even say it. Say it. No, it's stupid. Say it. I'll say it later. You won't. I won't. So they both decide they want to get married, <laughs> and uh, she goes back to Chicago to meet the family, and she finds out. Uh, you know, she she knew they were in uh, the rug trade, but she didn't know, you know, really what that meant, and. Uh, 
they start talking about on the table, and uh, th- you know, it turns out they're you know the rug. They're like the import <laughs> rug company <laughs> really? in Chicago. And Bob's dad says, "Hey, uh, Bob, why don't you take her out to our our best customer's restaurant?" And so he takes her out to a place called Calismos. Tony Roma's. <laughs> okay, what's Calismos? Calismos was owned by a man named Big Jim Calismo. Oh. Now, Big Jim Calismo. I know that name. Yes, you do. Because Big Jim Calismo was, uh, uh, or Colissimo. 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 Yeah. Big Jim Calismo. He was the, in uh, 1919, 1920, he was the Chicago mobster. He was a guy who ran the brothels. Mm. He ran the restaurants. He ran the, the uh, um, there was a speakeasy Because I don't think like, the Capone's there yet. No, no, we'll get to that. And, uh. You know, Big Jim was in New York. He had, he he had come to Chicago or around that area when he was like seventeen from Italy mm. and was a shoe shine boy. And he worked his way up to becoming like a precinct captain, and then he eventually became the big guy. And he was in New York for a little bit, and he went back to Chicago and became the guy. Which is where the mob started. Big Jim Calismo. Yeah, because because Capone was until the twenties. And, yeah, uh, but it's funny. Capone is also originally, and and his uh, the guy that uh, he worked for, whose name escapes me right now. You'll find out in a second. But he, they all, they all came from New York. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But in, to Chicago. To Chicago, yeah. And so Calismo, uh, he uh, there was you know, there's a, a mini scandal with him because he had divorced his Italian wife, um, <laughs> and to marry uh, this uh, this hot little uh, uh, singer actress named uh, I think Dale Winter was her name. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh God. <laughs> And and Helen had uh, when she was having dinner with the family, she was like, "I love Dale Winter," and the family was like, "Ooh, don't say that." Uh, we, we, we don't talk her name here. Yeah. More fish. But they go to Colisimos, uh, Colisimos, and uh, uh, and they uh, when they get there, uh, Colisimo goes, "Oh, Bob, I love you. I'm, who's this? I'm gonna have dinner with you." He gives him a great table. He has dinner with them, and uh, and while while they're having dinner. Uh, Colissimo, he calls over a bodyguard of his. This is a man he brought uh, from New York City. This is a man who was his ex-wife's nephew. This man was Johnny Torrio. Ah, Torrio! Ah, That's the name that escaped me. There we go. So Torrio meets him, he says hello, and then he leaves. And uh, a few months later, Colissimo is, uh, he gets a call that there's a a uh, a delivery at his restaurant, oh. and when he gets there, he's gunned down, mm. and uh, Torrio becomes the guy. Becomes the guy in Chicago. Now, her and Bob, Helen and Bob, eventually they do get uh, they they get married. They have their own uh, uh, giant apartment together. At first, he's like, no, you know, he's about to die from the mustard gas, and <laughs> he says, no, no, you should never be with me. I don't I want you to forget me. But it gets better, and they meet up again. Nineteen twenty-two. She's thirty-four. Mm. Uh, they're married. They have their own apartment in Chicago, this beautiful place. And Torrio buys a bunch of rugs from Bob. And Torrio says, hey, come to dinner with us. And at first, Bob is like, no, nah, we shouldn't do it. And she goes, no, I got to go because I heard about this guy that is with him that I want to meet. Everybody, Everybody's talking about him. Everybody calls him Brown. Uh, they also call him Capone. I want to meet him. Dog, dude. And so she goes to dinner and she's at dinner with, uh, you, know, you know, Bob's their, Bob's their rug guy. And yeah. Torrio's there. And she has dinner, and at dinner, Torrio's on her left, and Al Capone is on her right. Jesus Christ! And her jacking them both off. <laughs> yeah. Well, her her <laughs> and Capone hit it off immediately, and not in a sexual way. You know, she says, you know, uh, she's like a ball breaker, and she she's a, a good ball, time. she's a ball breaker. She, yeah. She, you know, he he goes uh, he goes during. Yeah, he you goes, couldn't handle me, you <laughs> short motherfucker, you. 
She goes, you know, everybody calls you Brown, but why do they do that? And he's like, well, yeah, I got a lot of names. She goes, I got some names too. And he goes, and she goes, but uh, everybody calls me Helen. She goes, my first name is always Helen. He goes, well, my first name is always Al. And they have a big laugh about that. And she, and 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 she go, and he goes, you know, she goes, what'd you do in New York? And he goes, you know what I did in New York. And he goes, what'd you do in New York? And she goes, you know what I did. In New York. <laughs> and so immediately, they're nice. like, ah. it's just a good report. They're just a yeah. boom, boom, boom. They right? call me Brown because I shit my pants. Who wants fish? So they they hit off immediately after dinner. Bob is feeling sick, and he's like, I got to go home. And and Torrio goes, Hey, there's this uh, jazz club. We got it. We we should go. Ooh. Do you want to go? And and she's like, yeah, I'd love to go. Bob, is that cool? They got these new cigarettes. You gotta try. Yeah, they got these brothers there. <laughs> and uh, uh, and so Bob's like, yeah, that's fine. And Capone at first he's like, nah. And then he goes, oh, you're going? Okay, I'll go. So she she enters this. She goes to this jazz club. Capone on her right arm, Torrio on her Shit. left arm. Shit. She, she walks in there. They're watching this jazz. This fucking amazing horn player is They're there. They're shooting heroin. Uh huh. There's this amazing right. horn player there. And they they go to the manager. They go, "Who's this guy?" And this guy goes, "Oh, he just came in tonight. This is his first night here. His name is Armstrong." Oh, oh shit! Oh my god! The oh, Satchmo. Oh. <laughs> That's him cleaning the mouthpiece. Not yeah. anything else. And she goes bananas on his horn later. Is that about right? Nope. Uh, nope. And then now they call her Brown. <laughs> she said. She said while they were there, though, she had to. She had to push Torrio's leg off of hers. Aha! Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. he was doing that thing. Yeah, Torrio's. It's usually the other way around. Torrio, Torrio was making. Torrio was making a move. Really? Yeah. Listen, you're a guy. Don't put your leg <laughs> on a girl's. No, we're not on it. But you know, he's fucking. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's, he's getting, getting got a... her fucking iron long husband. Over there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, he's, 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 <laughs> it's a, a real buzzkill. Uh, he wasn't there at this point. But real yeah, must yeah, turd, yeah. if you ask me. <laughs> so, thank you for your service. <laughs> and I thank your wife for her cervix. <laughs> it really cuts the mustard, sir. <laughs> if I do say so myself. <laughs> So, so what? <laughs> so, so after this, Bob started. Uh, he started getting worse, and at one point, uh, you know, a few months later, he uh, he just he leaves the apartment for a moment. She doesn't know why, and he comes back and he says, uh, "Here's twenty five thousand dollars cash. This is almost everything I have. It's about three seventy five thousand today." Oh my God! And he says, I'm "Gonna jump off the Sears Tower." <laughs> Well, he's taking Donnie with me too. <laughs> I've been sleeping with men. Good night. <laughs> he knows what's coming, and he 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 gives it to her, and he says, "I want you to have this no matter what." Mm. And a few weeks later, he dies. And it's 1923, and uh, she's 37 at this point. Mm. She's alone again. Damn. And well, uh, she well, she got kids, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but she they don't even know her. Yeah, is she continuing to to kick it with Torrio and Capone, or so? After a while, she gets another regular job at another uh, uh, closed place. And uh, one night she's out, you know, she's she's in mourning. And one of the saleswomen say, hey, let's go out and have some drinks. And she goes out with them and, and she's having a great time. She's an alcoholic. 
Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, all, uh, things get crazy, and she, all of a sudden she's dancing on the bar, and all the men are saying, take it off. Uh-oh. And so she strips completely naked on the bar. Holy As a shit. 34-year-old, I love 37. it. 37. 37. Perfect. Ladies, perfect. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then she says that night... Uh, she made I, a lot I, of I got a lot. I got a lot of money from those men, oh. and uh, people started calling on her, and she was back in that game. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! And, uh, she already had. It. She already had the place that her and Bob had. Yeah. And so she said, "I, I don't want anything here." Let's, so she started renting a place just for that. Oh, no. Ah. Oh. And she would meet a, and fuck a lot of different men over the years. At one point, she even like you know, uh, she had. Uh, she had like an assistant. She had there's this one there's this one woman she met on the street who had like VD who was dying and she, she like nursed like her VD? back to health and <laughs> and it turns out he got VD she got VD from uh, one of Capone's guys. Uh oh. And uh, I heard it was Eminem. <laughs> and 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 she went to that guy and she said you got to marry this woman. What again? There's you know these are her stories. Wow. Uh, she says that. Um, uh, uh, you know, one night Torio, her and Torio having drinks after this is a, after he got shot, and and Torio says, uh, you know, tells her he's like, I'm done. Just so you know, I'm done. I'm giving it to Capone. Yeah, and you know, it is what happened. Uh, Torio just gave it to Capone. I think Capone was just such a ruthless operator, and I think for a while the general vibe was like, if you have this crazy active underboss. That's good to just kind of like hang back as the real boss and soak up money for a long time. Yeah. And then you kind of just understand Read that. Read the writing on the wall. Yeah, he's going to get impatient. Well, and- Capone, Capone is... Uh- um, Capone did seem to ge- genuinely really like Torio. He he's not. That's why he didn't kill him. No, he he no. Well, he didn't even. Capone is not why Torio was shot. Torio was shot because of Jaime Jaime and uh, mm-hmm. oh, fucking. Is what, that a Jewish it? thing? It is. I forget. He changed his Weiss. name to make it more Jaime Weiss. Yeah. Yeah. I don't well, think they, he, they I don't had think he Obe- was Obe- Jewish but it, and all that shit going on. It in was uh, yeah. Oh, there was yeah. there was uh yeah. So t- so I mean the reason Torio had uh, Colisimo uh, shot was that Colisimo didn't want to get into bootlegging. Oh. He said no bootlegging, Idiot. and Torio said, you know, it's fucking pro bootleggings. This, this, is, this is what else is there? Yeah. All to do? of the yeah. money. Yeah. Now you can say out of heroin, that's a good move, but bootlegging is bread and butter, baby. Yeah. It's good enough for the Kennedys. It's good enough for you. And uh, transformed organized crime. You know, Torrio survived his uh, assassination. Yeah, and he said, "No, nah, that's it." And so he left, and he said he gave it to Capone. And I don't know if there's probably, I'm sure Capone gave him a shit ton of money. Yeah, but, I wonder, but there, I mean, but there I'm wasn't. A little, I'm a little bit naive as to what happened with Torrio. You know, he, I think, I he think just, he's one of the few that got to become an old man. And he yeah. just got to retire. I think, he, yeah. I think he went back to Italy. Timing. Brilliant. But it is, it is, it is timing. Read right? the I mean, writing on the wall. I mean, pal. it's as brilliant as getting shot and going. Maybe I shouldn't do this. I mean, he well, had to get he, shot I mean, to figure it you out. Know, we could, you know, there's, there, you know, you can be cynical about that, but how many guys got shot and didn't get out? Well, sure, 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 sure. Well, there's the, a position there's the too, guy but, yeah. that, um, you know, like they show it so well in The Wire, like with Marlo, where he still goes back and gets his corner at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's that guy that just always wants the power, right? Well, there's, so, there's Michael Jordan who doesn't know how to not. He doesn't know what to do when he's not. Are you talking about Michael B. Jordan, who gets uh, shot in the first season of The Wire, no, or the no, basketball no, player Michael Jordan? No, Michael, Michael Jordan. Wallace? Michael Jordan, for the rest <laughs> of his life, is searching for something that gives him meaning, and he has no idea what it is because the only <laughs> thing he ever thought about gave him meaning was beating people in basketball, or and golf. now he can't do that. <laughs> He has yeah. no idea what to do. He's going to be so sad for the rest of his life. Well, I tried a Hitler mustache. <laughs> <laughs> I sold underwear and Gatorade. 
eating fucking played basketball against cartoons and now my eyes are yellow and I hate my life and I gotta make documentaries. You ever play against Martians? <laughs> you ever be with active cats? My, honestly, Last Dance is very, very good. And all, Haven't Michael, watched any of it yet. It may, no, Michael's not a monster. He's just the ruthless competitor and it's he's still, you know what? He's all right in my book. Michael Jordan. Still he's, right. he's fine, but he's yeah. like... I think the hey, the, didn't rape the, anybody. the the Joel the Joel oh, like Michael Jackson, the guy who never stopped defending. No, I'm talking about <laughs> Kobe Bryant, <laughs> okay. the person that I will never stop defending. Of course. So either way, I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Wire. And Torio. Really quick about The Wire. I'm just at the part where fucking Stringer Bell fucking hooked up with that dude's wife while he's in prison. Oh, mm. God. I'm on season two. I'm sorry. No, season two is great. Season oh, my God. Great. I was watching. It was late at night, and I was passing out. And Stringer goes over to this guy's wife's house, and he's talking about, like, oh, we're, we're, we got to take care. And then he fucks her, man. Yeah. And also, like, can you blame her? Oh, she loves it. It's Idris Elba. It's Idris Elba. <laughs> you hear his music? Uh, oh, DJ, no. like his DJ music? He's like rapping and stuff. I had not heard his rap, but I know he DJs. He's got this song, he's like, I'm high on life, and he's like, well, I'm not doing drugs, being high. I'm like, you're high on being movie star Idris Elba. You're, yeah, you're yeah, high on like, being the There's pinnacle. a lot of people not high on there's, life yeah. there's, at all. There's no weed that makes that. <laughs> no, no, no. If I could smoke Idris Elba, I would. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if I could just take a pill could and I beat main, Idris Elba for I fucking four hours? Can I fucking black tar yeah, Idris? Yeah, yeah. 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 Hard now. I'd boof it. Okay, so Torio uh, tells her Capone's running the show. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, you know, it, things just after her husband dies, things just keep moving. Uh, regular, normally, you know, she's uh, she she's fucking for money, and she's right. still working the regular job. I like that. Um, she, you know, she 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 has this chapter where she talks about she. There's three men that. She yeah, she remembers. She calls them snack, snap, crap, crackle, and pop. No, she does not. She oh, does. Yeah. She does because and, uh, Rice Krispies is around at that time. Yeah, it'd be weird if she bro- she invented it. <laughs> <laughs> Women can invent things too, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> you see, that's what he does to me all the time. That's what, what he point, does to me. Point out truth. No, you just cast horrible aspersions. I turn it on you, man. Yeah. I jujitsu the motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, you fucking just yeah, listen to his story and you go like, "Yeah, and you're racist too." Well, you know, <laughs> you are. Yeah. Matt's so, not, uh, so, are. She, so she's meeting a lot of uh, a, a different uh, different guys. One of them is this uh, bank embezzler. This guy's embezzling from a bank. Oh. And you know, she seems like it seems like they're having a great time. And then like you know, he he. He rents and he gets an apartment just for her, and he's like, "Here's a bunch of money. Go uh, 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 fill it up with furniture," and uh, and and then uh, you know she gets a, a tip off from someone about like, "Hey, you know this might seem weird." She calls her lawyer, and her lawyer looks into it, and their lawyer is like, "Give me two hundred fifty bucks the next day." This is like she calls him at like seven o'clock at night. The next morning he goes, "Give me two hundred fifty bucks." And she goes, why? And he goes, for all the information I just found. And her lawyer goes, this guy is embezzling from a bank. He's about to get busted by the FBI. She takes everything out of the apartment, gives it to the Salvation Army, and just disappears. And this guy then... He gets arrested. And for... So that was one of the mystery men. Because, you know, she'd just be on the street, and some guy would hit on her, and she would go, okay, well, let's see what happens if they, if they had a thing, you know? Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you have a weak father figure, you know? Yeah. Uh, there's a man that she forgot the name of. This is Snap, I believe. 
She forgot the name of this guy, but they were fucking. Uh, snap. They were fooling around, and, and, and one time he got, he goes, uh, uh, Helen, I want to I want to marry you. I told my wife I'm going to divorce her to marry you. And yeah, you got to ask first, buddy. Bro, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You just gave up your cards, you fucking yeah. loser. And so, so she's like, okay. Uh, she's like, this, okay, no. She, and and she breaks it off. Oh, and, and then, yeah. <laughs> then a couple weeks later, she's walking down like Michigan Avenue in Chicago, and <laughs> she, she no, she hears Crackle bang, bang, or? bang, and she turns, and a woman is shooting a gun out of a moving car at her. Whoa. At her? At her. One of the bullets hits her in the That's leg. That's her, the bitch with the fancy hats. <laughs> and she says, she says, like, stop fucking my husband. Snap, and she shoots crack at him. pop, bitch. <laughs> and uh, she gets hit in the leg. A cop goes, oh, Helen. And a cop carries her to the... <laughs> this pussy's too valuable to let play out on the streets, boys. <laughs> She's also really cool to hang with. Also, if you don't want to fuck her, it's cool too, man. <laughs> cop, a cop. Oh my god. So, so what they're cops who gives a shit. This is <laughs> very good, very good. So this is even this is all before this is before 25 where Torio is shot. And uh so the last the last man she talks about is this one guy who just like all of a sudden out of nowhere, like she meets him and he's whining in a diner and he's giving her money and she's like, No, nah, I don't want to fuck you yet. And, yeah. he, and, and and he's trying to and she she, she takes him to um uh uh one of these places it was like Colismos but Colismos but it wasn't yeah. it was one of these places Suplantation. and everybody everybody there knows her and she walks in she makes a signal saying like pretend you don't know who I am you know, I want to have a place like that yeah where everybody knows I want to have the signal yeah well, that's what I'm getting at I want to have a place where every like cheers everyone knows my name but if I do like this nobody yeah. knows my yeah, name yeah yeah right, pretend right right She's it's hanging out with this guy, and this guy's a piece Fred Willard. We haven't talked about that yet, but yeah. we did in the Patreon a little bit. Well, people don't pay for stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you got to pay for the teak. You do. Uh, she's at the, she's at she's at this place, and and uh, one of you know this guy's throwing money at everything, and and uh, she goes to take a piss or whatever, and one of the one of the waitresses like, do you know who that guy is? And she's like, no, nah, not really. And she goes, and the waitress goes, that guy picks up women all the time, and uh, gives them all kinds of money. And then when they take it, he has them arrested for accepting money and under false pretenses. Oh my god! And have and he has them thrown in the reformatories. For what reason? To what end? Because he loves fucking with people. <laughs> he, he's he's a sadist. He's just <laughs> a, yeah. <laughs> what a fucking psych. Yeah, she was sick and depraved, and she took all my money, and I'd like it back. <laughs> what are the false pretenses? Well, 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 because you know she talks about this time where he came to her apartment, he he gave her money to fuck, and she goes. No. no, and so if she had taken that money, maybe he goes, "Oh, she took this money." I think she. I think she, I, she, she said I could fuck her. She, she wouldn't has, let me fuck her. You know, there, I'm not a rapist. There is a there yeah, is I'm a, a businessman. A sixth sense going on there yeah, that yeah. I'm sure you have to yeah, develop. Yeah, she she, on, on she the says street. she has that a lot. You know, again, it's uh, her story. But and back then, like if you're a dude, you could throw women in jail for fucking yes. whatever. Yes. Witchcraft. Yeah. Crocheting. Taking a shit. <laughs> Yeah. You're not gonna believe it. This girl came out of the bathroom. Oh my god! It smelled like shit. Oh my god! In my bathroom. So, uh, so she, uh, she gets me to a nunnery. She devises a plan. She goes, "Okay, well, this guy's fucking over women again. Again, this is her story." She says, "This guy's fucking over women. I'm gonna fuck him over." Nice. I so grew a dick. She, uh, she, she calls her lawyer and she says, "Hey, I'm gonna marry this guy. You help me divorce him. I'll give you two thirds." Two-thirds? Of all of his money that we get. That I, yeah, nice. Fucking nice. And the guy's like, okay. <laughs> and so, uh, so she's, she's. Was his name Saul? 
<laughs> she's with this guy and she you know she you know they're, they're all lovey-dovey and she's like let's get married and he's like okay and so they you know they uh they get married they you know they get married and um crazy he's like i want to fuck you and she's like i just got a call <laughs> she says she sent a telegram she was like out of place and she said she she went off to send a telegram you know, use the bathroom and sends a telegram to herself so the waiter comes over, goes a telegram for you. Then she goes to the phone and she goes, oh, my mom is sick. And so I got to leave town for a week. <laughs> yeah. I know you want to get my tight, cozy box. But... <laughs> Plus, I got to take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> but my mom is really super sick. So, so she you know, she leaves and she comes she's back. She's, she's constantly, constantly teasing this guy. And then one night they're having dinner. And, uh, and 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 she says things got heated, and she says she threw a bowl of mashed potatoes at him, and then he hit her a couple times. Oh my oh. god! And so he hits her, and she goes, "All right, we're getting divorced." And the guy's like, "Fine, whatever." She goes to her lawyer. Within like two or three days, all of the paperwork is immediately gone through. Well, it was ready. To, it was pre-printed. Yeah, exactly. And she says the guy was surprised how, how quickly it worked. Wow! Can and I she, hire him? <laughs> she's supposed to go to court. So the next, the day before she was supposed to go to court, she calls Al Capone. Oh my God! And she oh, says, shit. "Al, Al, I'm going to this. Uh, I got this divorce thing." And she explains the whole thing. Oh and she says, "Al, here's a. Uh, can you just make an appearance? Can you just can show you scare the shit yeah. out of this guy? <laughs> so oh, she, Scarface? He's my friend. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody, him? I wouldn't worry about him. <laughs> Anyways, um, the terms of our agreement. Everybody's sitting at the table except Helen. She hasn't showed. She's a couple minutes late. <sighs> she walks into the Power courtroom. Move. Al Capone on her arm, his two bodyguards behind them. Jesus fucking Al Capone Christ. pulls the chair out. Sits, she sits for her. She sits down on it. Al looks over at the guy, whispers in her ear, pats her hand. She says, whispers in her ear. She, he says, Helen, you really are a card. <laughs> <laughs> and he laughs. He laughs and he walks out. And, and she said that. She said that it went really quick. Jesus she says that she fucking. Christ. She said the guy she was the, that guy immediately turned to his lawyer. It all happened like Get this, she wants. and uh, she got thirty thousand dollars that she gave. She gave twenty to her lawyer, and she got ten. Wow. She said the whole point was just to get this guy out of Chicago. Wow. Oh, so it also benefited Al. Well, I mean, no, no, no it benefited as, women. It benefited the women in Chicago. I mean, that's right. what. But it was pretty because fun. It was pretty was, fun yeah, for yeah. Al. Yeah, well, he was a feminist, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, really, on on unsung feminist icon, yeah. Al Capone, yeah. really undiscovered honestly. side of him. But her and Capone, you know, I guess they were friends. I'll die on that hill. So at twenty five, I guess it's probably like twenty four. So twenty five, uh, Torrio is shot. He le he gives everything to Capone. Capone starts running all everything, all the whorehouses and everything. One of his brothels, he feels like one of his brothels is shortchanging him. He asks Helen. He says, Helen, can you run it for a couple of nights? Well, first he says, hey, can you run it for a night to see? I think I'm getting shortchanged. She runs it. She talks. It's like this whole scene of like the type of people. There's a type of people who show up when the bars close. And then there's a type of people who show up before work starts. Ah. And like the white collar people show up at 6 a.m. That's right. And the, you know. You got to get that nut out. 6 so a.m. Well, you got to get the nut out so you can think clearly. They're showing up at 6 a.m. so they can fuck to go to work at 8 a.m. Everybody else is showing up at 3 a.m. because I, the bars are closed. I actually don't know if the math checks out because... 
My nut is back. If only I could get this pesky nut out, then I well, could tell see, you if the math doesn't problem with check the, out. No, the sperm is looking for the egg, and the egg is the brain. It's eating my brain. It's, it's also, it. you wouldn't understand it with your female brain, but if you could release the nut from my... This uh, is your brain uh, on nut. <laughs> this is my nut on your brain. <laughs> if you could please release the nut from the bondage of your brain, then but we I could all gain <laughs> the stock market indeed. And if it you would be so obliged to do so. Be, well, I guess, I guess it would be all be better for it. <laughs> I've got cream on the bread. And, if you've got the and peaches. I'd rather have them on peaches than the bread. <laughs> I guess we all are on the same page here, my good yeah, friend. The sun Al. will be up soon. <laughs> so, the early bird gets the worm, as they say. Uh, early bird gets to come. <gasps> early bird gets the sperm. Oh, God. The early turd gets a sperm, if you know what I'm talking about, John, because you like fucking in the butt. Oh. Uh, I thought it was because you didn't flush. Yeah, John loves that the early turd mm-hmm. gets the sperm. Mm-hmm. YouTube, comment. Nice. <laughs> so, uh, so again, stupid. early turd mm-hmm. gets the sperm. You can quote me on that. No. No. John Fahey. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's so, who. So, idea. so she runs. She runs. Uh, she she repeatedly mentions like how many guys were just happy to sit on the floor while they're waiting to fuck, and everybody you like while, they're, fucking while they're upstairs, everybody can hear people fucking, and it doesn't. They're just like, I can't wait. Oh on the floor. It really gets my balls going. Yeah. It, well, Capone, Capone tells her it's like if you ever lose track of how many, because like. You you take uh you, you get paid when they go in, and if you ever lose track of how many people went in, just count the you know after they get out they get a towel. Just count how many towels. Ah, well yeah. that's a nice life you know, hack. You no, know, you know Capone, you knew his stuff. He's running. a businessman. You know, it's really nice. So she does it one night, and she you know turns out the woman who's running it was like scheming fifty dollars off the. You know, no, so, so, yeah. well, she's taking the towels. So Capone's like, and... oh no, and Helen says. Don't you dare hurt this woman! And Capone's like, "Okay, f- fine. You know, I swear to God, I won't hurt her." And 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 then you know, Helen says, "You know, maybe I should do it a second night just to make sure, you know, because you know that was just one night." Does it a second night? Same thing. And she says, <laughs> "You should hurt this woman." She says, "When that when, when that woman showed up to uh, work the third night, they literally kicked her out on her ass." Oh my God! Wow. And Helen, you know, she's in Chicago for this time, and she says, "You know, uh, running that basically running." those rooms that gave her an idea you know she said uh, maybe it's time for me to get out of chicago she talks to al al says uh you know superior wisconsin is a place there's no syndicate up there mm-hmm. there's this ore boat trade or like a uh iron ore, iron ore metal, and all ore. these boats are going through and with superior wisconsin it's this hot spot and he says there's no syndicate up there if you want to run a house that's a good safe a good place to do it. it's easy to get in mm-hmm. no one's gonna give you shit and uh, she says, okay. So she goes up to uh, Superior, Wisconsin. She stops off in Duluth. Um, uh, uh, it's it's directly Minnesota. across the water. Yeah, directly acro- across the water. And uh, while, she's st- while she's in Duluth, uh, you know, she goes to Superior and she sees a place and she goes, this is a perfect place. I'm, I love it. And she, and she, she, uh, buy, she leases it immediately. She goes back to her hotel in Duluth, and when she's there, uh, these two plainclothes cops go, "Hey, uh, 
Can we you talk got to a you? nice hat. <laughs> yeah. Can we talk to you? And uh, she's like, sure. And they start talking to her and they go, okay. Oh, they bring her to the station. She's talking to, and they bring her to the chief. And the chief is like, there is a, there was a bank robbery in the Dakotas and you seem to fit the, uh, the the look of huh. that uh, of 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 the person involved. That's fucking interesting, man. And uh, so she goes, you know, she, she goes, no, I you know I wasn't. I got I got a bunch of money, and I and I'm, I'm gonna run this house. And... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm no. just a simple uh, small town madam. Hey, I'm yeah. no bank robber. Uh, yeah. I got so, a nice hat, sure, but I'm no bank robber and scoundrel. So the cops are like, do you have a reference? And she remembers that <laughs> Al uh, an, an uncle, no, she remembers that an <laughs> uncle of hers is the mayor of this small town in like Indiana or something. Right. They call the guy, the guy goes, yeah, she's got a bunch of wives or something, but she's no bank robber. She's got a bunch of husbands or something. She's uh, no bank <laughs> robber. And they, and they go, all right, it wasn't you. And they drive her back to her hotel. Fuck all the guys you want, lady. Yeah, and and <laughs> stay the co- away from the banks. The plainclothes cop. One of them. He he. Before he drops her off, he's like, "So you're gonna be running this thing?" And she's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be running the floppiest flop house in Superior, Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> the floppiest flop house." And he goes, what, was he? "What about one for? Uh, what about one on the house?" I'm talking about real depraved shit, pal. I mean, you fucking cheeseheads have seen nothing like this fucking thing. <laughs> we'll lick your ass, your balls, whatever you want. I'll leave the hat on. That's it. Shit in the dark, come out, I'll eat it up. Yeah. <laughs> no toilet paper in the whole I'll place. give you the Eddie Nash treatment, pal. You put some coke on it, I'll go to town, bro. Jesus I'll Christ. go from Duluth to Kenosha. I'm no na- problem. I'm Nash for cash all I'll day fucking long. nasty, bro. I'll leave that hat on off. You can't uh, leave your hat on. So before she gets out of We're the car. We're sick. We're sick. Before she gets out of the car, you know, she said, you know, after she's telling him that, he's like, oh, that's great. And... <laughs> It is great. And uh, before she gets out of the car, she says, do you know anybody that would be good to work there? And he says- My wife. He says, there's there's two women, the most beautiful women, the most beautiful women uh, around that, that would do it. And he says, she says, all right, send them to my uh, hotel uh, tomorrow morning. And uh, and then she says, let me know, you know, show up at the house sometime. Everyone's on the house. Oh God! It was such a better time. So in the morning, she she's she's woken up by this knock, and she's like, "What are these two women doing here?" It opens the door, and she's like, "These are the two of the most beautiful women I've ever seen." And she explains the whole thing. She says, uh, uh, "It's five dollars every time someone goes to your room. It's five dollars for me. You can charge whatever the hell you want." Uh, he and 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 she says, "You got you got to keep yourself clean. Uh, you got to keep yourself looking good. Other than that, we're gonna have a great time." Both women say, "All right, let's do it. It's light work." And uh, so she opens up this uh, place in Superior, Wisconsin. It's Superior. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, she she renovates the whole thing uh, a week before. You know, so it takes like you know a few, few this weeks. This is 1926, 27. This is this is the uh, 26. And did say. she happen to say if it's going to be also? Is she gonna have to have like a a Capone tribute paid too? Is no, he, no, no, no. No, the, no, he says. I mean, Capone tells her there's no, there's syndicate, no syndicate here. Set her up. You so this is there's no. Got There's it. no bar to entry. The currency is charisma, John. I don't know if you ever heard of that. I think I said it. Nah, I don't think so. <laughs> I think I, I think yes. you're full of shit. On this very program. No. Yeah. If only there was a way to... I know. Yeah. Nobody will ever know. Nope. So she says, you know, $5. Every time someone goes up the stairs. $5. The place she, was, she, she had, there were two bedrooms upstairs. She had a bar, and there were two bedrooms upstairs. Every time a man went up the stairs, she got $5. Mm-hmm. That's about $75 today. Fuck. 
and the ladies could charge whatever they wanted. God damn it! And she said, "There's one called the one of the women was called Fabiola." Fabiola. Mm. And she was like a, a real, she was the most beautiful woman she's ever seen. And she was a real conversationalist. The mm. other woman was this, uh, uh, she later learned a French Canadian woman named Mona, who was just a very talented uh, pianist and singer and just fun. Dumb as a bag of rocks. <laughs> just fun. Fun. She's okay. good. She was a good time party girl like herself. And so they, after a couple of weeks, the, the place is renovated. The night, uh, 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 the afternoon before it's opened, uh, Helen drives down the busiest street in Superior, Wisconsin, takes two hundred one dollar uh, uh, bills and starts throwing them out her car. Do they have like the address written? She on? rents a car and she says, you know, she says, "Hey, blah blah blah, this place, this place." Throws all these dollar bills out out of the car. There's an open top car and says, "Come to this place." And she says, "There's a line of, or line around the block all night." Oh God. She says that first night in less than ten hours, Fabiola and Mona each turned twenty eight tricks. <laughs> in that, ten hours, in, they turned twenty eight tricks. Yeah, I looked it up. It's about it, every uh, twenty minutes or so. And oh then, my that's also, god! That's yeah. cleanup time. That's turnaround time. That's walking up and down the stairs time. Well, now you gotta be in a fucking wheelchair after all that fucking yeah. action. <laughs> the guys or the girls? <laughs> the girls. Hey, listen, man, you pay extra for wheelchair girls. <laughs> you should. <laughs> yeah. And you know, yeah, you pay extra for wheelchair guys. And and she said the place sold around two hundred dollars worth of drinks. And it stunk. The guys were sitting on the floor. And oh. all of a sudden, it was it was it was a hit. It was it was this was the spot. This was the best place in Superior, Wisconsin. Did it have a cool name or anything like that? Like I, Superior I, I, Pussy or... I don't, I don't remember her ever mentioning a name. Uh, she said at downtimes, Mona would uh, play the piano and sing, and Fabiola would hold conversations with people. Gosh. And it was, it was perfect. It was like the greatest fucking flop house. The best little whorehouse in Wisconsin. Yeah, pretty much. God. And she, she says one night, Fabiola and Mona come to her and they say, hey, we, we, were, just, we were just out having like breakfast or something, and we heard there's a convention in Appleton, Wisconsin. Ah, I've been We got to go to Appleton. A horror convention? Well, just a convention. Mm-hmm. And so they go to, to they just go to, uh, can, yeah yeah the people are hanging out <laughs> yeah. in Appleton. Can yes. we go? They oh, go. Oh God, they're probably doing cheese or oh, something. Oh my God, or something. Maybe we could go find some more John stuff. Fuck. She drives them to Appleton, Wisconsin. They go to this fucking farmhouse with this woman named Ma Gurley or something. Has like a shotgun and has run this place. Sounds right. And, and she goes, and Ma Gurley is like, "What are you doing? Are you here?" And and and, and Helen goes, "No, no, no. I'm not doing it. I'm these these two girls are working for me." We'll run your rooms. I'll give you a cut. I'll do this. And it's just not all night. She says she starts drinking while this is happening. All it's just nonstop guys going up and down the stairs. As it's happening, she says, "I'm like a I'm like a, a, a football coach. Every time a guy goes up, she's slapping him in the ass, saying, go get him.' Oh, she says, "I'm like a football coach." Yeah, I love this woman. Mm-hmm. I love this time period. I love um, mm-hmm. I love Wisconsin. I guess. Oh uh, yeah. Go pack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a cheesehead. Call me what you want. <laughs> well, it's socialist football. It is. The city owns it's the owned. team. That's yeah. exactly right. And, uh, you know. I think she said sports coach. I don't know if they had football then. I, but... uh, a sports coach. <laughs> <laughs> but just imagine, you're just like slapping men on the ass. Go, go get him, kid. Go get him. Yeah, yeah. Mm. 12th guy this hour. <laughs> so, uh, you know, while she's running this place, uh, there's this guy that comes in, a really suave uh, guy, and she's like, I don't know if I trust this guy. And uh, he comes in, and he's like, hey, this really nice moonshine you got here. Where do you, where do you get it from? And she goes, oh, I get it from this guy named Art, uh, Art Miller. 
And he's like, oh, that's cool. And he goes to have sex with Fabiola, and Fabiola runs out, and she's like, oh, that man had a gun on him. <gasps> and Helen's like, oh, I knock it off. And, 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 and this guy comes down the stairs. He's like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to scare this woman. You know, it's just a gun. And I just like putting guns in girls' mouths when yeah. I'm fucking them. Like, and, and, uh, R- Richie and, April. And Helen starts <laughs> talking to him. They start hitting off, and Helen goes, well, what's your name? And he goes, my name's Art Miller. That's my moonshine that you're getting. You know, he was the beginning of the pipeline, and she was just one of the, you know. And he was doing, like, what, quality control? Yeah. Or no, he was just in town. Yeah, he was an uh, undercover boss situation. <laughs> he was a secret shopper. He, he was just in town and, and uh, stopped in at the place and was like, oh, I think I recognize the taste huh. of this moonshine. And they start hitting it off, and they... and they. Uh, Sorry about pulling a gun on your fucking workhorse, anyway. Well, no, he didn't pull a gun on it. He just had a gun. He's a he's a bootlegger. Yeah, you got. I'm, you're right. You got. I mean, also, is a guy with a gun that crazy back then? It seems like most of the guys would have yeah, guns. Yeah, no, no, that's. I mean, it's no, a fair no, point. No, 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 no. I mean, people going up to those rooms. Most guys didn't have guns. You got to, or at least check it. It's not like door, a, everybody had a fucking gun back then. That's you had to pay, you had to pay money to get a gun. A lot of gangsters and stuff. You're, you're paying today seventy five dollars to just go upstairs. You haven't even paid the fuck yet. <laughs> yeah. I oh, mean, what? yeah. <laughs> no, they're not everybody had guns. Sure, okay. Okay, all right. Well, was... This is America, pal. Well, everyone's got a gun. No. Especially a bootlegger? Well, yeah, but not everybody's a bootlegger. Mm-hmm. A lot well, of them I'm... are ore boat runners. I see what you're saying. I see... Not all of the clientele. Yeah, most yeah. of the clientele did not they're have guns. Well, they're, spend... they're spending all their gun money on hookers. Yeah, exactly. Fucking bovine dairy heads up there. Yeah. So she meets this guy, Art Miller, and they, they kind of hit it off. And, Not you know, Arthur Miller, the playwright. No, Art Miller. Again, this is the, <laughs> I also fucking, write books. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fuck Marilyn Monroe one day. You'll see. Again, he's a guy I fucking I could not find. Uh, so uh, her and Art, are, they're having a very nice time. And, um, you know, after a while, he, he starts getting a little um, mm. paranoid. Uh, paranoid? Yeah. Chopped up. And... Um, <laughs> But they they get married. It's, it's you know it's a it's not Helen. A, yeah, <gasps> they get married and they're having a great time. And but he gets a little paranoid and he starts getting a little weird. And he's like, hey, you know, I'm uh, 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 you know, she meets his parents. You know, he was born in this like farm in the middle of nowhere, and his parents are really sweet. And, he's like, <laughs> yeah. and she's like, hey, this is nice. Let's run away together. And uh, she, you know. Uh, He's getting really paranoid, and he says, "Well, let's go." She's like, "Let's go, let's go, let's go somewhere, just disappear." Paranoid about the law? Well, just in general, you, you know, you think someone's out to get him. You know, he's a bootlegger. Yeah. But also, he's turns out he's on a bunch of drugs too. Uh-oh. What kind of drugs? I I don't know, but she says, uh, you know, she says she gave him, she gave him like a lot of her, she gave him seventeen thousand dollars. Oh. And she my said, God. she said, take this and go, and I'll meet you at that <laughs> place, and. And she gets a call a couple of days later from the police department that they've arrested this guy. Uh-huh. And uh, she brought like, a gun into a whorehouse. Rookie move. <laughs> she's like, Did you find the did you find the sack, the you know, paper bag with a bunch of money in? And they're like, No, we found a paper bag with a bunch of drugs in it. Mm. And we've arrested this guy for bringing drugs across. <gasps> they were really good too. <laughs> <laughs> we're really paranoid now. <laughs> so Art, Art's in jail and then uh, you know, he uh he hangs himself. <gasps> Oh my God! And uh, and it, it it puts Helen into this insane depression. Really? And it completely ruins the whole feeling of the flop house. Oh, and it's it, a boner it, she's killer. just she's just in a room for months on end. And uh, Fabiola is just depressed about the whole feeling of the place. She mm. goes to another place. Eventually, all these things fall apart. 
So Helen's like, fuck this. And, uh, you know, she, she closed the place down. She says, I'm going to go back to Chicago and, and figure it out. And then on the train back to Chicago, she meets this businessman who says, well, what do you do? And what do you, what do you do? And she says, this, this, this. <laughs> and he says, well, you should try Milwaukee. Uh-huh. She goes, oh, okay. So before the train ever gets to Chicago, she stops off in Milwaukee. She gets out. He gives her the name of a, a woman he knows. And uh, she knocks on her door. And the woman uh, comes out and says, uh, I'm being raided right now. Can I meet you on the corner later? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Now's not a good time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it happens all the time. That just won't be here. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's probably 20s now, right? Yeah. yeah I, mean, it's it's very, I mean, it's very 27. prohibition. Very yeah, prohibition. Yeah. And uh, so the, big gear. the woman, you know, explains why everything's going on. And uh, Helen says, okay, cool. And she uh, she she uh, rents this place, uh, this rundown. She's, she calls it, she says, I've never seen a place so fucking rundown. That's a direct quote from her. <laughs> it's very floppy. <laughs> it's this place at 1806 St. Paul Avenue. It's a, it's a parking lot today. Uh, she walks into the place. She buys everybody at the bar around. Uh, then two minutes later, she buys the lease out. <laughs> And then she kicks everybody out. Oh, no. Finish nice. your drinks, fuckheads. <laughs> yeah. That's basically, There's a new madam in town. <laughs> that's basically you what all she smell says. like shit. <laughs> Beat it. <laughs> Leave the glasses. <laughs> They're mine. So she cleans it up. She renovates the whole thing. Seven weeks later, she has her first, uh, you, know, she, you know, a couple weeks later, she's opened it up. It's just a normal speakeasy type thing. <laughs> they have to close down at nine. That's the rule. Because the, the the law, the prohibition law, it's like you, you you're not allowed to sell booze, but you're allowed to be open until mm. nine. God, once it. nine, no, nothing's allowed to be open after nine. Gotcha. Because so then, do they then, then stay because open? then you're probably a bar. Yeah, got it. What what respectable business is open after nine? Yeah, right. especially Milwaukee. <laughs> And so uh, about seven weeks later, after she's opened the place, uh, a plainclothes cop comes in, and he's like, blah, 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 and she serves them, and they go, hey, what do you do? And she's like, well, this is a bar, and they go, you're the first person that's ever been honest about this. <laughs> do you have any women we can talk? <laughs> yeah. Plus, I'm a whore. <laughs> <laughs> If you like that sort of thing, well, you I'm guys a cop. Really... Plus, I farted. So. <laughs> Come see. And I'm gay. <laughs> I said I'm a cop, right? <laughs> That's so stupid. So she goes down to the station. And she goes, "Hey, you know, I've I've paid off cops in every fucking place. What do you What do you want? It's not a big deal. I'll pay you off." And they go, "No, we don't do that here. There's no payoffs here." The, ol- the only rule, the only rule in Milwaukee is don't get caught. Yeah, yeah. Which is, well, at least when you're paying people off, you know you won't get caught, or at least you know you. you it's a much easier yeah. assumption. So we had, you had to take a mulligan. Well, here. I had, I had uh, some weird thing. I, I'd probably do a little, at least a mini profile on for a, a Wisconsin prohibition era person, mm-hmm. and. It was the same kind of vibe. I don't know. I don't think it was in Milwaukee, though. I think it was in, but it was the the general idea seemed to be, hey, listen, we don't have all that Chicago crime here, right? Right. Uh, right. I know people want to drink, but like, just don't make it a pain yeah, in my don't ass. Make a big deal out of don't it. just everybody wants to drink. We like to drink too, but like, right. The minute there's like a pain in my ass, then I'm coming for you. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. The minute that I have to, someone's going to go, why didn't you do a thing, is the minute that I have to yeah. do right. a thing. Yeah. Be smart. Yeah. 
So that's what they say. They say, just don't get caught. And she goes, okay. And, uh, you know, a, a few weeks later, there's a couple of guys at her bar who are, are talking about some murders in Chicago and they're bad-mouthing Capone. And she's saying, you know, he's not, he's a nice guy. You know, he's not a bit, he's, he's not a murderer. You know, he's a nice guy. And as she's saying this, the phone rings. She picks it up. It's Al Capone. Oh, my God. And Al Capone says, hey, uh, I'm having, a, it's, it's election season. It's 1927. It's election season here in Chicago. I'm having a huge party. You know, I heard you got a really nice place. Why don't you come down? Huh. So she goes down to Chicago, and she goes down to Capone's party. Capone says, you know, there's like all of these. Her favorite dish was chicken a la king. And Capone says, you know, there's a whole fucking smorgasbord of dishes, but there's one chicken a la king. And he said, that's yours. There's no, uh, the, no fish for you, honey. And then there was also the the boxing match that was going on at that time in Chicago. <laughs> Shit, Ed, you're well, so fucking stupid. <laughs> you're such <laughs> a fucking <laughs> asshole. No fish for you, honey. Well, she ate a lot of fucking pieces. <laughs> He's having a fucking I broke John on the fish. Look at this no fucking piece of shit. You, yeah, look up. He's having a conniption. Is something we made up? <laughs> no, well, she ate fish on the lake. Oh, Ed, yeah, Mac. You get yeah. it? Pay attention. No, I do get it. That's why I'm laughing, you <laughs> fucking idiot. You're such a no fish for you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We're breaking the motherfucker. Uh, he's having a conniption. Oh, that's so, so fucking much. stupid. He's in trouble, this book. I'm sorry, continue. You got issues, man. So, <laughs> you're sick. Uh, you're sick. You're a sick guy, John. I know. I know. I'm, I'm a doctor. <laughs> I'm, I'm a doctor. You're strange. <laughs> so, but also, I think I think she said the first song the band played was. <gasps> oh! Was it this song right here? Yeah. She said the uh, first song the band played. She also said that every single famous person from politics to society to uh, theater, Capone threw a party and every single famous person in, in America at that time was there. Yeah. It's like, you know, we the the... Maybe the tax thing was the government being like, well, we're all intertwined with you. We can't kill you, but we'll still fuck you over, you know? We gotta tax you, man. But, uh... Well, you know, the thing, I, I love the story about fucking Daly's leading the fucking Columbus Day Parade with Capone, and they go like, hey, you're you're walking, you're leading that fucking parade with Al Capone. He's like, oh, I don't know who that is. <laughs> Never met the man. <laughs> He's like, oh. It's like, no, it's the two of you, the mayor... <laughs> yeah. And Al Capone yeah. leading the Columbus Day. He told me his name is Brown. Is this Brown? <laughs> so... He likes fish. Mm. <laughs> but she says, uh, so she's, you know, Capone's throwing this huge party and she can't, uh, there's no time to talk to him. And then eventually the party starts dying down. She has a moment where where, where they can talk and she goes, uh, you know, Al, I, uh, I, need a, I need to hide my booze. And Al says, all right, well, first off, you should go to New York and see what the speakeasies is. There's a couple of, of, of female-run speakeasies in New York I think you should check out. And then when you get back into town, I'll send my best engineer up to build you uh, a booze trap. Aww. So she goes to New York. She sees some stuff. She goes back, and she gets back to Milwaukee. And this guy just you know, show, he calls and shows up and says, hey, uh, let me tell you how it works. And so in the place that she had bought, she had a room on uh, the top floor. And, you know, there was, a, there was the bar area. And then, you know, behind the bar area, there's a wall. And there's, you know, the kitchen and whatnot. And uh, 
So what they did is between the two floors, they built a giant, a big metal uh, a reservoir. Mm-hmm. And so she would just push her bed, open up a, a, one of the floorboards, pour in all of the moonshine until it filled the reservoir. The reservoir would want, run d- across the floor, down into the wall, and then there would be a spout on the wall in the kitchen side. And she had a key, and what the key did was when she put it into a hole in the res- in the in, in the pipe, it would open the pipe up so mm-hmm. the booze would flow down. Right. And so she could do that, and then she and would you fill could do a coke jug. off the key. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so just using that one little key, she would put it into the hole. It would it would open up the tap, and she could have all the moonshine she wanted. And, uh, and that's it. One drink. Hmm? It's just one drink. No, 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 no. She could fill it. I mean, she could fill out gallons of moonshine and bring them into the bar. Uh-huh. So she would bring it around into the bar. Yeah, the key just opened up. I mean, it, it was opened the, up a spout. It was I'm the saying, they're only serving moonshine. Right, right. But so around in the other side in the bar, you know, she would have uh, the bottles and they would pour it into the glasses. Mm-hmm. And the guy before he left, he said, "Here's the thing: when you get when when they show up and bust you, what they do now is they check." The taps. They check the the reservoirs. They check the sinks. You have seventy seconds to run the faucet to rinse the to booze rinse out of the, the booze out. So whatever happens, bother them for seventy seconds. Suck the dick or something. As soon as that's over, then you can let them check the taps. <laughs> and so that was like that was the thing. So, so I when I I read that uh, Bill Bryson book, nineteen twenty seven, mm-hmm. and like a lot there's a lot of crossover here. And he was talking about, um, it was about the Capone and the Chicago, the whole Midwest thing was uh, because they weren't necessarily liquor cities, they were beer cities. Yeah. And, you know, a distillery, you can make bathtub, you can make moonshine in your backyard, you know, it's a lot mm-hmm. less square footage to make liquor mm-hmm. than oh, yeah, it yeah, is yeah. to have full on. Yeah. Silos to make to make yeah. beer, and that's, it, that's part of the reason why the corruption ran so deep was that you just had to pay you had to pay off more people to hide yeah. breweries. So to hear um, this is just kind of it's new information to me about the the prevalence of liquor in this. She city. very rarely sold beer. It's if, more risky, if, if ever. It, it takes up more space to sell beer. As far mm-hmm. as I know, she never sold beer. That's interesting. And, that was, I mean, that that was the, the the guy I knew about in Wisconsin was a beer guy. Yeah, and he did a really good job of it. So it was the like, Milwaukee Brewery. I mean, that whole place is a fucking beer haven. Yeah, um, but Which, it makes it makes more sense as a as a business person to sell. Yeah, she she basically only sold moonshine. Yeah, um, and uh, it's the fucked up thing though is that those Midwest things, if they are beer drinking cities, they'd be so much better off leaving it legal because now you've made beer drinkers turn to moonshine now yeah. they're criminals yeah. and, now, yeah. and get but also they get fucking it's a wasted. thing it's a thing about coming home and fucking being drunk and beating yeah. up your wife and like that's all all the shit that led to prohibition yeah and now you've made them um, a yeah. criminal yeah and drunker all you yeah. have done is expanded the crim well this is part of the business of prohibition mm-hmm. as you've expanded your criminal base yeah. yeah right so now you have a bigger uh reservoir of people to tax or to, to fuck. Well, and also you've you've legitimized all a lot of other crimes because. And you legitimize your reason for being. We'll yeah. see how many criminals there are. Of yeah. course, we need to be here. Mm-hmm. It's a self fulfilling thing. Yeah, it's a self fulfilling. But in the eyes of John Q. Public, if you're like, well, if beer's illegal, what's so bad about fucking 
you know, crack. Yeah, exactly. Or or uh, prostitution or robbing. I mean, like yeah. you know, it's like it's it's a nightmare situation. Yeah. Sorry. Continue. No, Please. No. So um, after uh, after eventually uh, prohibition is lifted. And uh, I mean, the, so her place is called Helen's Place at first, I believe. Uh, it would later be called uh, the Sunflower Inn because there were sunflowers in uh, oh, in nice. the the small amount of dirt that was around it. <laughs> sunflowers <laughs> in the dirt. And uh, you know, she said that uh, prohibition, uh, once it ended, it was um, things weren't really the same. You know, mm-hmm. there yeah. was. Uh-huh. There, the 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 you get all the fun. The fun of drinking was uh, mm-hmm. it was like over. when Times Square got cleaned up. You got all these fucking what do you call them? J- Japanese j- tourists. Uh, Jap- you don't <laughs> get. You the, I don't pronounce Japanese. Yeah, you don't get the purists anymore. Yeah, the real uh, the, the 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 scum. Psychos, yeah, the, the real yeah. diehard. Yeah, the purists. Guys, all of a sudden, you get the mom and pop. The right, Wisconsin right. whoever. Taxi driver well, was looking for. Like yeah. my, one, of my, one of my favorite bars uh, in LA is uh, is uh, Ham and Eggs uh, right. downtown. And uh, there was uh, originally when I came here, everything around it was was derelict. And then soon after, it was under construction. And now it's all like hospices and mm-hmm. fucking like hostels. Ho- hostels, not hospices. <laughs> yeah, there's, dead pe- there's old people convalescing <laughs> in the yeah, streets. Yeah. It's really sweet. <laughs> but 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 my favorite bartender is this, this woman named Sierra, and, and you know she was one of these people that like when she was working there. And these people, people would come in, and she'd be like, "No, no, 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 not you. No, Get you're out. too cool. She, you're you're one not time, from here." One time, she said, "She said that uh, <laughs> she kicked out these guys. She was like, the, there were like ten guys coming in. She was like, nah, you guys are too pretty. Get out of here.' <sighs> she found out later. She sent them down to the Gopher just down the street. Yeah, the Golden she, Gopher. She found out there there was a Manchester United soccer team that was here. <laughs> yeah, she, you all got nice haircuts yeah, and your eyebrows are you, waxed. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. You all have high pitched voices." <laughs> You look like you're married to one of the Spice Girls. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Can we take a break? Yeah. Yeah, quick break. We'll come right back. And we're back. Okay. So, now, Matt, we got gangsters. We got tickled clits. All types of ill shit. Tickled? Huh? So, fish. So, all the king. So, um, <laughs> fish. so she's in Milwaukee. Helen's place is a hit. Um, later become the Sunflower Inn. Uh, one of the um, big places in Milwaukee uh, goes bankrupt or closes down. She buys this giant nude painting they had. It's not really a nude painting. It's a painting of someone who is naked, but you you barely see you barely see you don't see any nipples or clits or anything and uh she uh, when she buys it though uh she she's like waiting she's like i'm gonna wait till they hit like 580 580 dollars and she's like she doesn't bid until then then she bids and then she wins it and they go oh why'd you want this and she goes oh this is garbage it's just a sears and roebuck and it's a painting of me was it no uh, but she, she convinces everybody that it was a painting of her from when she was in the Yukon. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, oh, that's funny. Yeah. yeah. Now, these are my peaches. You <laughs> probably cream here if you're into that. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, you know, at this point, uh, the Sunflower in Helen's Place is uh, it's probably where it would be for the next 15, 20 years. 
and uh, it was it had you know had carpet wall to wall. But now it's in legit. a whorehouse. That's disgusting. No, no, no. But the whoring was only done upstairs. Oh, and even then, that, up there, that sure. wouldn't happen until later. She <laughs> said she had it for a while, and someone was like, "Helen, you should have a girl upstairs." And she was like, "I don't know." And he's like, "I got the right one." And then he brought her over, and she was like, "Oh yeah, she is." And then she also said, "Like she's like." You know, it felt pretty lonely until there was a mattress squeaking upstairs. Oh, God. That's what she knew. Yeah. And uh, she she only sold two drinks. She sold uh, Old Fitzgerald bourbon or House of Lords scotch, and that's it. Yeah. Those were the only two drinks. There were three uh, bar stools, and those were only for the old folks. Everybody else had either had to stand or they had to sit on the floor. Mm. Huh. And that was the place she ran uh, in uh, 1806, uh, 1806 uh, St. Oh. Paul Avenue, Milwaukee. Mm. Now it's a parking lot. Well, they Go paid check paradise. It out. Go check it yeah. uh, But the place, it was the, it was the spot to be. Uh, she uh, eventually added a piano and some fucking great musicians. She added this guy, uh, Tony, if I can forget his name, but she had this like alcoholic piano player that she loved. And they had this whole The one ba- from the man show. Yeah. So they had this whole back and forth where like all of her patients would constantly just be feeding this guy booze because he was an awesome piano player. Exactly- and so she had this shillelagh and uh, when he would get overfed, she would smack him in the bar and say, knock it off, you drunk. And he would go, oh, Helen, you're a f- star fallen from heaven. <laughs> and then everybody would laugh, and it would be uh, a great time. Now, a shillelagh is a, an Irish stick yeah. that you would hit. Yeah, yeah, but it was, it's not It's not like a, uh, one of the things when you like rip it off a tree. No, it's not a, it's not a switch. It's not a switch. It's, it was, it's, it, a, it's it, a carved. There's a form. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a finely yeah. crafted beating yeah. instrument. That's right. Yes, exactly. That's right. You're 100% correct. But it became a back and forth where she would smack it on the bar, and then she would yell at him. Yeah, go, oh, had a dynamic. Oh, oh, Helen. And then everybody would laugh. <laughs> when you get it, the woman threatens me with violence. Yeah. And I drink. And yeah. I drink. It's our thing. <laughs> Uh, 1929 or so, uh, this young man named Guy Cromwell, uh, eventually, uh, you know, he shows up at the bar and they, they, they hit it off and, um, you know, they, they like, he's, he's 20 years younger than her Mm, and, uh, but they're having a great time and, uh, they, they get married. Uh, she turns it into Cromwell (laughs) because it's easier to say. Yeah. Yeah. Plus the um, history of English brutality behind the name. Of course, and it's a very positive. <laughs> uh, this went on for about eight years or so, and eventually her and Guy, you know, uh, you know, he's his 30s, and he's like, I don't know. And so eventually they split the up. The Ashton and, Kutcher, Demi Moore thing. Yeah, she she gives him most of her money just because she's like, I don't fucking care. Oh, she just, she says, shit. I've started over so many times. What's another one? You know? Gives a fuck. I don't fuck another guy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it, during while they're kind of like in the splits, she starts paying off the tabs of all of these uh, uh, young men from Marquette uh, who are coming to the bar all the time. This bar becomes a place where... Um, Arquette? What's Arquette? Marquette. Marquette. The oh, university. where the school is. Got university. It. Uh, it becomes a regular spot for a lot of people. And, and, you it's know, where Dwayne Wade went. Yeah. And this is a this is a spot where like a lot of people are like, hey, have you heard about this? Let's go there and have a and you go in and there's only two drinks and you say you you trick someone to order like a seltzer and a thing and she swears them up and down <laughs> and then if they can take it she laughs and you all have a good time. She says you're all right and then she gives you a bourbon with. I'll ice. beat you like the piano player. <laughs> yeah, fucking Marquette piece of shit. College boy. Yeah, all right. 
<laughs> so, but also, so 37, you know, she's meeting all these Marquette boys, and there's this one she takes a shine to, and Dwayne Wade. his name was Joe, and uh, he would sweep up before the, the bar opened, and then he would mop up after it was done. Hey, I don't know Joe. how you mop up with a carpet. Who, does he fucking live in there? Well, no, yeah, I guess he would sit in the corner and just like, but, uh, you know, she took a shine to him, and she was like, hey, do you want a job? And he's like, I don't know if I can have a job, you know. Is he already working there? I don't know, miss. I'm just a college oh. boy. I'm working well, my you way know, up. He, he, he was in the the school engineering, and he was kind of flunking. He's like, I don't, I'm not an engineer. And she she tells him, she says, you should be a lawyer. And he goes, oh, okay. And he gets into the school of law, and he, he turns out he's, he really likes it, and he's great at it, and he becomes one hell of a lawyer. Eventually, uh, you know, down the road, he becomes a, par- a partner in a law firm uh, around the area, and then later he becomes a circuit judge, and then finally becomes a politician. What? Oh. And he becomes known throughout the country oh, as no. a politician. His name is Joe McCarthy. Oh, so we have her to blame, a woman. Yeah. He could have been just the. He, he could, could have he, been mopping up cum in a whorehouse, John. He could have been an anti-commie engineer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That might became... have been more dangerous. Hey, I don't know. I, I just, I just like to sweep up. I, I don't know. I just like sweeping up cum and bourbon. But well, I guess if the madam says, well, I I'll do what you book. say. I don't know. In 37, she also receives a, a telegram mm-hmm. from her uh, son Phil Jr. that says that a uh, dad's died. My dad's your know, first husband, Phil, is dead, and he Candy committed man. he committed suicide. Hung himself. And uh, she finds out in 1923 that he went to Chicago to find her. Oh, God. And uh, he heard about all of her exploits and everything, and he went back to uh, Cincinnati and spent the next 14 years just by himself, and then eventually he killed himself. Oh, my God. So Flo was not on the scene. No, eventually Flo, you know, she was an older woman. Flo was older than him. You know, maybe who knows what happened with her. She I think down a flight of stairs. Yeah, you go to Chicago, and everybody's like, mm-hmm. oh, you're her husband? Oh, let oh. me tell you about her. <laughs> well, she you're did. her first <laughs> husband? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, <laughs> she traveled yeah. uh, by train, if you know what I mean. So uh, around this point in the late 30s, early 40s, a bar becomes known as Dirty Helen's. Oh, oh God! But she's... no, because she... do you feel lucky? No, spunk? no, 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 not because of that. Because she goes to the talk. Because she's swearing at everybody. Yeah, uh, she's got. It's not the fucking. She's got the. She's just got away with words. Yeah, she's got a mouth. Yeah, right. It's not the sex. No, it's it's. <laughs> When I was young, it was hot, Helen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, around this time, she says that uh, carnation milk was a thing. Yeah. And she says that uh, she claims that she coined the dirty pitch that was never accepted. So Carnation Milk had this contest for, like, write a jingle for us. One of those great things where a, a million-dollar company is like, You do you, it. You do the work. Yeah. We'll give you a free can. Mm-hmm. And so all these people were writing it, and she says she wrote hers, and no one ever took it. And I looked this up, and this became, and there's no reference for all of the, even Snopes, there's no reference ever to her. But this thing became, like, a jingle among all the schoolyards. As she said, it was uh, no shit to pitch, no tits to switch, just punch a hole in the son of a bitch. It's carnation milk. She says she wrote that. Oh, God. And that was a regular thing around the bar. <laughs> uh, her uh, no shit to pitch, no tits, no tits s- to s- to switch to switch. Like beating them tits up for some milk. Well, yeah, just you know, it's tough to get a milk. Well, you gotta get a switch, then, not you know? a shillelagh. You had to, you and had you to gotta shove a beat the yeah. fucking tit. You gotta beat the milk out the tit. Yeah, 
Gonna beat the motherfuckers. Good thing there's two. Yeah. Her uh, her piano player Tony was he, he was an alcoholic. He died around this time. Uh, she had another one. Around the time of the carnation. Ride. I don't know if it was because of the carnation. Oh no, God! Hey, There's God. no taste to switch. Uh, I guess I gotta hang up the old. Mm-hmm. No, he was he was just kind of a mess. And uh, she said uh, last time he saw her, he said, "Helen, you're like a star fall from it." That's so one of the last things oh. said to each other. Oh, my God. Yeah. Could you beat me one last time? <laughs> he mentioned the whole time. Uh, 53, the Milwaukee Braves moved to Milwaukee. Became the Milwaukee Braves, I guess would be the saying. And uh, they, she got the fucking front row seats. Uh, she was sitting next to the mayor. And uh, you know, uh, and uh, she got to see them win uh, World Series. They were only in Milwaukee for a few years. And uh, She's sitting next to the fucking mayor? Yeah, yeah. And she's how old? Uh, she's in her, 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 this is 53, she's now... Oh, she's got to be 70 years old. She's almost, she's 67 or so, and, uh, but, but the bar was a regular for the, the, the Milwaukee, uh, Braves players. Whoa. Uh, Warren Spahn, Eddie Matthews, Joe Adcock, uh, she Warren said, Spahn. she's the one that said, I, I put a, Joe Adcock on the map, no one was celebrating him, and I threw him a party. <laughs> And uh, he's that's uh, uh, so you know is is a pretty good uh, team. Uh, Hank Aaron eventually played <laughs> McCarthy Adcock. I don't give a shit. <laughs> but she, you know, there are you know Milwaukee was a happening place to be. There are plenty of. Uh, she said there's a guy named William Liberace who was a regular. Eventually, he'd be known as the Liberace. But by then, at that point, ah, oh, William. He was just well at that point. He was uh, you know he had this really German name, and it was William Liberace. Every and she called him William. Huh. And he was a regular there. The Liberace. Exactly. Yes. Billy Liber... <laughs> Billy, Billy Libtard. <laughs> Billy Libtard? <laughs> Couldn't even get through it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just a fucking... Actually, I'm kind of a fucking simple guy from Milwaukee. <laughs> Putting on all these airs. I, I love pussy, I tell you. <laughs> but these fucking homos won't buy my music unless I... Gay it up, you know? Anyways, so I she, she said, cock, uh, dyeing my hair, wearing a wig... At some point in the early 50s, she had a regular. His name was uh, Randolph Churchill. It was uh, Winston Churchill's only son. Ah. And he was a regular at her place, and she said uh, she would, uh, he'd be sitting on the, on the carpet, she would yell at him and say, The English uh, kingdom isn't what it used to be. Oh, my God. And she would, she would give him shit and tell <laughs> The empire has decayed, sir. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's what she wrote in her book. <laughs> McCarthy, what do you think? <laughs> the sun has set. <laughs> the apple has fallen far from the tree. Uh, uh, yeah, not really, because he's a fucking drunk. Drunk sitting yeah, on the he floor. Is, he is a fucking <laughs> total idiot. But yeah, so he was also, you know, so all Milwaukee was a play. All of these people yeah, came through. That, and, and that, it, uh, that Rust Belt Midwest area was mm-hmm. popping for like 50, 60 well, years. Yeah, man. fucking Randy Churchill's posted up there getting fucking <laughs> his ass handed to him by his, this old hooker. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> McCarthy's calling him a fucking commie piece of shit. Liberace's trying to blow both of them. This is a real hobnobbing type of place. And if, if you've ever like been drunk, the moment you sit down... Oh, it, it's it, over. It, it, it's over, you know? I mean, it's it's always brilliant, just like you're at this bar. Stand. Stand or D- sit down. Divert the energy yeah. of the alcohol yeah. to mm. remaining up. The That's moment right. you sit down and you're drunk, that you're going to be way more drunk than if you were Well, like, you can hide it longer. 
I, I mean, no, I, I, I. You can hide it longer. If you gotta, if you gotta take a couple of steps to the bar. I don't mean hide it. I, well, if you're on the ground, it becomes all. You're halfway to f- sleep. It, it becomes all encompassing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. If you're walking, gravity's the, the, winning. The this blood's battle. moving. You're, you know, there's still some energy. But when you start sitting down, then mm-hmm. real, when you not just in a chair on the ground. Yeah. I feel like that's a completely different thing than you a chair. Yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Takes on an opium den kind of vibe. It would, yeah, it, it, like it would be Chinese, pretty great. You to, love so much. Would you? To yell at a Churchill while he's fucking wasted, just sitting on the ground. You're, like, <laughs> You're not shit. <laughs> anyway, so sometime in the late fifties, uh, she was having trouble. She'd been standing, you know, fucking working on these bars for like her whole life, and uh, her varicose veins were acting up. <laughs> at the time, there's like uh, the surgery for varicose veins at the time was. Uh, not good. <laughs> yeah, it was, I don't think it's good torture. now. Yeah. yeah, it was just basic. It was just terrible ideas, and then they were like, "Don't walk for six months because the surgery we did was awful." <laughs> and so we had the fastest knife in them. Whatever. So she she had a surgery for the varicose veins, and then she had to have a bunch of other surgeries <laughs> in order to pay to these. She uh, she had to she. There's a guy. She was like, "I don't trust." No one, everybody says, "Don't trust this guy." But she was like, I need money for the surgeries, so she mortgaged the bar uh, to do it, and then eventually he uh, he took the bar from her, and uh, oh, she opened up no. another bar for another year, mm. and then that ended, and no. then in the late uh, 50s, early 60s, she was she got hit by a car. Oh my God. <laughs> and you know, it's one of those, old, one of those things when you, it's... Puck. You, you see it a lot, and... and you you, a lot of old ladies getting hit no, by No, 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 but it's that thing when like... When an older person falls, uh huh. Oh, it's... things change. Yeah, and... they're, they're basically sitting at a bar. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's it's you know you hate to talk about it and make it real, but there's this, there's something about when you're old and you have that fall. Well, the fall is more than it's it's, it's also metaphorical. Yeah, well, yeah, but there's no. You, it's hard to come back from that, and yeah, it's tough. Uh, and she was never really the same. Wow. Um, in uh, you know, the guy who, uh, who who who's credited for quote ghostwriting, you know, so in '66, uh, her book comes out, and it's mostly credited to the the quote ghostwriter, and uh, uh, based on the 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 open the prologue, I believe it must be uh, fucking Robert Doherty, and uh, his publishing company, the publishing company he works for, gets most of the money. And he's credited for most of the writing, but it's, it's something that she had been writing on and off for the last, like you know, th- you know, three or four years by '66. Yeah, and it was kind of just a mess of stuff. And uh, uh, and she even writes to him. There's a moment where you know, in in the after, uh, before the afterword, in the last paragraph, where she was like, "Hey, you know, it's like '66." She was like, "I just got a, I got arrested for the first time," huh. and uh, and she said it was for accidentally. Uh, you know, she was asking a guy for the, uh, she, she, she was out of money or something. She's like, she wasn't trying to fuck or she said she, she was trying, it was for trying to fuck, but it later comes out as for vagrancy. And, um, in, in 67, she's put into an old folks home oh. and, and in 68, uh, she dies of, uh, a, a blood clot embolism oh. and she's 83 Damn. And her, her, her sons, uh, they brought her body back to Noblesville, Indiana. That was her birthplace. And she's buried in a solemn and quiet ceremony. And as uh, Christina Ward writes in the afterward, she's like, uh, that is 
exactly what she wouldn't have wanted. Yeah, unfitting. (laughs) Yeah. And what can I say about mom except I didn't know her? (laughs) Yeah. They're also old men. I mean, have little kid boys. And that was the thing that it uh, it, it comes up in the afterward, where Christina Ward is uh, trying to be like, hey, you know, you know, I'm tying together the end. You know, after the book comes out in six, the book comes out in '68. First hundred thousand copies sell out immediately. Whoa! It's it's a hit, and she barely sees any of it. And uh, um, Jesus, that's a fucking nightmare. Yeah, it's just called Dirty Helen, and it was you know, uh, yeah. it just sells. And uh, but her her kids, uh, Christina Ward, uh, uh, interviews her her granddaughter. I believe her name was Lori, and and she says, you know, it's like uh, daughter of Phil Junior. I forget or which one it is. Donnie, but, who but, cares? but she's it's like, you know, shit. Phil and. <laughs> Phil, Phil and Donnie, you know, they were brothers, but they after they were never brothers. Yeah, no. Well, because by the time by the time she brings Donnie back, you know, they haven't been hanging out for almost ten years. At this no, point. he's been in all these fancy Tucson schools. Yeah, yeah. and and as wonderful as like an interesting life as she lived, um, you know, she left. Uh, she she was selfish. She did. Yes, yes. she left Cincinnati and. Why did she take one kid and leave another kid? I mean, no, there's nothing wrong. She's a great woman, not a good woman. Yeah, yeah not a good All mother. Right. She was not a fucking theory again. Well, I can't, uh, 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 listen, uh, I'm very equal in my. Uh, <laughs> great, great woman, not a good mother. Yeah, that's fine. And that's uh, okay. Uh, and, 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 you know, they say. No, in fact, she's a bad mother, John. What the fuck are you the, talking about? The, the kids say. <laughs> I you didn't say oh, word. you're giving me the fucking the, side eye. The kids say, oh, you know, she talks about how she you knows she helped all these Marquette kids with <gasps> stuff. And, you know, it's like, well. What about you know, us? We were we were kids too, and and maybe that's her, you know, saying that's uh, her way of working through it know, or making up. I think I think I think there's a person that is always wanting to be well perceived by the public, and that's sure. where it and comes she's in. I mean, the hats and I mean, just hats themselves. Well, that's, but also just fucking sitting behind that bar all that time, even when she's an old lady. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, she probably wrote this book a million times through conversation at that bar, right? Yes, absolutely, and absolutely, and, and so there's you know, but it's like. Lady, Phil and go Donnie. home and Phil and Don. They don't even know who the fuck you are. You know well, what I mean? You know, by that point, do they do, even want to? At that point, no. You know, she she would. What? Well, there's a story of one time she goes. You know, you know she she when she you know the time period she came up with. Uh, she came up through that. You know, women's underwear was <gasps> just insane. There's not. There was you just wear. <laughs> There were layers, whole, layers. Oh, no, 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 no. There was a built-in hole in the underwear. Oh, for crapping. No, for yeah, fuck. yeah. In essence, yeah. Uh, or for and fucking. and you know and, and so you know she was always she was like I'm not gonna buy this fucking frilly fucking what we would think as modern underwear shit because you know she didn't know that. But but you know and, and that's just a thing. But the, it also leads to like there was one time she uh, she showed up to see Phil and Donnie and she was. Wearing a fur coat and nothing underneath it. <gasps> Jesus. And they said they immediately put her back on the train and sent her home. Oh God, because it was the hottest thing they ever saw in their oh, lives. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there there is one story where and it is corroborated by uh, <laughs> by by the by uh, the um, or the the drinks. It was not, I'm a leopard. Not Forrester. Uh, it was uh, this other booze. Uh, she, so you know, eventually she had just two booze. Right. The was, bourbon and the scotch. The bourbon House and of scotch. Lords. House of Lords was the scotch. And Fitzgerald. And the Fitzgerald was the uh, the the bourbon, and the the. Because com- in my mind, I'm like, ooh, what do they taste like? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the company that made the Fitzgerald, they heard that 
that was all she sold. And so they reached her. They said, hey, you know, we got this. We're throwing a party because we got this. You know, it's either like it was like a, 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 a it was it, it was either like an anniversary or some shit. And they said, hey, uh, you should come to the party. And she said, there's a story. This is a true story. The night she heard that, she left the bar, got into a cab and said she was in Superior, Wisconsin, said we're going to we're going to Kentucky. And the cabbie said, oh, fuck. Went to the went to the cab place, got a different cab that could make it there, drove it all the way to Kentucky where she walked in and she said, hey, I heard about it. It was like eight in the morning. And they're like, oh, fuck, she's here. What are you doing here? And they're like, she's like, I'm here for the for the celebration. They I'm said, Dirty Helen. They said, and she no, goes, I didn't bring any underwear. And she says, yes, the coat's the only she thing She says, you got to go pay that cabbie. And they go, oh, oh okay. Because they offered to fly her out there. And she said, no, fuck it. And she rode the cab out there. And they go out there and they like the cabbie so much, they invited him in. Oh. And so they spent the next two days just having a great time. And so the 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 she marries him, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the family of the of the liquor distributor was like, yeah, that's a true story. She did that. Yeah, and that was just the kind of person he was. She was, and and her showing up without underwear wasn't like, in her mind, a scandalous thing. No. It was just like on brand. It was just like, I don't know. When I get here, I'll figure it out. Well, you know, there's, and I'm not gonna say like you know, there's people that. Uh, and I'm interested to hear both of your opinions on this. And and I have like even people like this in my family, where um, they don't really have close friends. Yeah. But mm. they have a lot of yeah. acquaintances and are very well liked. Sure. Yeah. But being a family member, I know like oh that's all fucking bullshit. You know what I mean? Like the b- we are your real close people. You know what I right. mean? But then, you know, like, somebody like my dad is like, I fucking hate everybody, and I have, like, two friends. Right. And, you know, uh, both of them are my kids. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. like, it's authentic. You know what I mean? It's, like, not pretending. But there's a lot of people that I think they just need that validation, man. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And it's weird to think that you would need that validation and forgo the family shit. <laughs> Yeah. Or it is like, you know, like you were saying, like, you know, my, my kid could do anything and fucking, and I'm like, oh. Yeah, but I'm not going to be his friend. <laughs> yeah. And, I, I, mean, don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't have a kid. But I understand what you're saying because I, I have friends that have much bigger social circles than I do. Yeah. And I don't have a super, I mean, maybe, maybe when I was doing stand up a lot more, I had a bigger social group, but I wouldn't say they yeah, were all true. close friends. No, right. yeah, you I have, have to. I have very few yeah. close friends. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Um, but I, 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 I don't have a huge, huge social circle, but some people are just like that, man. That's just how they operate, how they were raised. Like, I don't know. Or what, what makes them tick. I, I don't know. It I, is just so a thing. That's kind of, it's a lot to unpack. Uh, yeah. yeah. But I mean, like, I'm the, not on a bunch of email chains or text threads, but some yeah. people just are. And yeah, they're like, yeah. we but Zoom chat every but week. if you're <laughs> that and you also know, like, oh, that person doesn't really talk to their kid that much, you kind of go like... But maybe that person never let you yeah. know they ever had a kid, right? But also, And her business, her currency was charisma. Her business depended on having mm-hmm. a huge network of people that knew about her and knew of her. Yes. And, and, and you know, for most of her life, her business was uh, you meet someone you've never met before. And then you fuck And then, you, well, you have a, a great 
time with yeah. them. But there is and also the example of, of, you know, in the Victoria Woodhull stuff. And so, like, the family was still kind of the most important. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, you know. Uh, so you can and, be and, a person well, I, trading know, on charisma and still keep that. With Victoria, he was, it was the family was more destructive than anything else. You know, that was the but thing that was, was clawing still... her. They destroyed, they helped. They they attached themselves to her. Yeah. She was trying to get away. She was trying to time. get away. Yeah. I mean, Victoria had, uh, One can she had a completely different uh, sense. You know, she was trying to get away. Uh, I, I don't know if Helen was trying to get away from anything. I think she was... Uh, I, mean, I think she was always in charge. I mean, they're, they're, they're completely different people, but, it, but she was uh, taking... There was no almost never a plan. I mean, the amount of time she just gave... She went to places with no underwear. She, she, the amount of time she just gave money away... Or just got money, or just took. You know, it it was everything was. She was living by the, that parasite. Creep. It was in the moment. No plan. Yeah, you know, you know what the best plan is, son. No plan. No plan, dude. And uh, you know, at the end of the day, she uh, she really she uh, settled. You know, she she said, "I want to run a place where things aren't insane anymore." And is that a thing she always wanted to do? I don't know. I don't know if she ever wanted to. Yeah, I don't know if she knows. ever knew what she wanted to do. Does any mm. of do any of us? I mean, the, the the only idea she had when she left her hometown was family. I'm going to start a family with this guy, and then that immediately blew up. But she also recognized that she loved. Oh, she's definitely also that just, high uh, style life. She loved hats, but she also yeah. would fall pretty hard in love. She did. It, it wasn't. Uh, she had. She had pure cynicism all had, the time. She had six, seven husbands. I mean, this other fucking guy, like the guy later on, you know, she was like devastated when he died, and he was like a bigger fuck up than most of the dudes she had been with in her life. You know? Yeah, yeah. And then the last guy she was married, the one that she took her name from, he was just. She, he was so so much younger than she. She was just like, I kind of know exactly what's going to happen, and I'm fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. And she gave him fucking 17,000, not 17, but she gave him a fucking bunch of money. Changed just, his last name. Yeah, and she took his last name. And changed changed it. it. Yeah, I mean. Cromwell, that sucks. How about Cromwell? Yeah. I mean, she, uh, she lived a life, and uh, it wasn't always good. It w- certainly wasn't. Her kids did not appreciate it, but it seemed like everybody else uh, did. Yeah. And it's a weird, it's a weird trade-off. Her kids were not, did not. The kids did not stay all. in the picture. <laughs> no, they did not appreciate it at all. And uh, you know, at the end of the day, she was selfish, in in that in a familial sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but there is that thing too of you know, um, who's there when the party's over? You. Well, yeah, because I've been partying later <laughs> than everybody. Uh, but I mean, these kids are—they're the ones that bury you, and they're like, "Oh, this is not what she would want." And it goes. Mm-hmm. Did the scene bury you? Did right, the city right. sure, take up no. a collect? You know, all these, was, all these there, people were, you devoted. There, there were moments. There were moments. There were multiple times where there were collections for her, but that only goes so far. Right. Yeah. Even when she got her, she got her advance for the book. It was like two hundred fifty bucks or something like that. And she said, "That's just twenty minutes." Oh my god. She was like, well, I'm just going to be, I'll be out of, I mean, she didn't help herself in that. I mean, the part of the problem is when you're seen is people at bars. Yeah, yeah. There, there's, there's not, there's, there's, there's no block, there's no building block from there. It's right. all random. And for the most part, most of the people who helped her along were random people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of her longest confidants and was And she probably outlived a lot of people, you know? Yeah. She outlived most of them, yeah. So a lot of those people aren't going to be around to 
be pallbearers. Sure. Yeah. Or yeah. Or fucking go to Indiana. Or yeah. And uh, you know, it's uh, it, it's also an Amer. You know, it's an American thing. Um, I know. Obviously, we're biased when these, but it's. It, I would be interested in to see like what happens to an old European person when they hit eighty. Are they? Shoot them out of a cannon. Yeah, so, into a know, net. Dip it's them in fun. bronze, and everyone gets a statue. <laughs> like like the know, conquistadors is it, of old. You know, is it w- what happens to someone's life when the, they don't have to have uh, uh, people throw like benefits for them? You know, because mm. yeah. there is a net. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, no, it's um, it, it's a fascinating, fascinating life, but it is like. You know, one that's just kind of like, you know, a, a few years at a time. It was never not going to end this way. And this man, everybody's life ends that way. <laughs> well, well, that's what I'm. Everyone's to life ends out. that way. What you are you all, talking you, you about? You end up being old and sick, and you die, and then there's only a couple of people around to take. I mean, well, yes, that's no, not but a no, bad but, way no, but, to... but what I'm saying is that you know maybe in some places where the net is a little bit wider. Maybe maybe the people, you know, there are more people uh, around when you go because you're not shuffled off into the place where no one can pay for you, you know? Yeah. There is a, sure, sure. How, but there, how? There's a more community-based... Uh, yes, yes, I understand that, and I, and I agree with that. But I think that that is also... Um, this is the cynical part of me. That's also a bygone era where so, you die yeah. in the loving arms of your community. What community? Everyone moves. Everyone leaves. It's, nobody knows anybody. Well, she, she's, you know your neighbors, especially. I mean, she. What was her community? It was it was all whores and drunks, and, bunch of drunks, and criminals. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the thing too, though, is that it has this air of uh, celebrity to it too, right? And you, as the the uh, you know uh, acquaintance. You go in there and you drink and you see Helen all the time and you go like, uh, and, and you go like, would. And, they every, would go, oh, we gotta go there. And every, Helen's everybody there. knows her and yeah. and and uh, she'll be fine. And then it turns out on the other side, you go like, oh, she's not. No, she didn't have anybody. Yeah. No, it, she it, had me, but every, and I barely fucking know her. Everybody knew her. There's a story. One of the the stories they tell uh, um, in the chapter where she didn't write the the last chapter, but not the afterward, the one you know. And the author wrote, and he said, you know, he's visiting her and. Uh, she's staying up in uh, uh, north of Chicago and he visits her and uh, he drops her off at this train station. The train's already going. And she runs up to the train. She goes, wait. And the guy running, the engineer, turns back and he sees her. He stops the train and he pulls five train cars back just to pick her up because he knew her. Everybody knew her. It was just one of the, I mean, that's, but at the same time, that's so great. So I'm shoveling the coal. <laughs> yeah. Backwood? And you have your cock in my ass? <laughs> <laughs> so, so she was uh, celebratorial and she was well known, but at the same time, I mean, uh, you know, it seems like, you know, 66, you know, she, maybe when she was in 67 and 68, she, she was so, you know, didn't. It's just at what point do you say it doesn't matter? I don't know. It, it, it seems callous. People but she had don't a pretty great life. Care about old people. <laughs> You're such right. a fucking idiot. No, no, no. I, I, I mean, I he's do. Right. He's right. But people don't. Yeah, they do. They're talking about opening up the economy, and uh, you know what? These old people are gonna die. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I don't subscribe to those people. But I know what you mean. I know but what you mean. People are talking about it. I, I know what you mean. Like, but those, you know, we're, we're not we're not all the governor of Texas. No, or or the, the attorney general of Texas. Or, yeah. Let's put him in the chair. <laughs> yeah. We got all these Old chairs. Are basically retarded, right? We can kill him. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna get, like, you know, I don't think it's anything new. That no, when, no, when, no, especially no, when a woman outlives. Her. Everybody she knows. No, when she outlives her useful age, for these people, mm-hmm. I'm not sure, subscribing sure. to that ethos. But I'm saying, sure, sure. I don't think it's no it's uncharacteristic no. for society to no. go. Well, you know, you're no longer of very much use to us anymore. So no, why... no, no. I'm I'm talking about it much more from her point of view and not solidifying, uh, very uh, long lasting. Even even if it's not your kids, even if it's just a friend. Have have you know close friends, but instead it's yeah, always but like how many women of her era did of and me. did not live a life. How many women of her era did do what you're talking about? Never left their town. Never knew more than four dudes and their kids and a dog. <laughs> the way he says, I mean, dog. fucking dog. None dog. of those women got books written about them. Yeah, well, she wrote it, so yeah. None of those women knew how to write. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, she, Do you understand I mean, what I'm saying? Like, she, we, we don't talk about those people. No, she, no, no. She, no, she lived an amazing life. All, you know, and it's great. It's a great yarn. Yes. And it was a great but what life. do you go home to? Listen, everyone goes home to death at the end of the day, right? <laughs> well, Dude, I, I, I'd rather this woman led a fucking incredible life. Until oh, she died, you know. Until it, she it, died. She until the sixties, she went home to basically like kind of what she wanted to for the most part. She got fucked over. Way like, too. I don't go. know. You know, this is someone who it, in it's not modern Woodhull because I what, her and Woodhull are very different. And Woodhull, I feel uh, was crazy. No, no, I, th- I think uh, she's a kinder spirit. No, I, I think Woodhull. I mean, Woodhull went to England and opened up a school for for kids. You know, also talked to. Ghosts hey, it didn't seem to hurt. Fucking though, asshole. Yeah. She married a guy named Colonel Blood. We could all be so lucky. <laughs> yeah. And I, 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 I think you know she's her own person. She had this life, and and it's very unique. And there's no one else. No one else fucking. Uh, you know, shared all these moments with so many different yeah. amazing is, yeah. characters. I, and, I don't think it's know, regrettable at all. I don't, I mean, it sucks she that was these kids didn't have their mom around, but like a lot of kids' moms died in childbirth. Mm-hmm. A lot of kids' mom, like, especially <laughs> no, during right, this. You're right. You're, I mean, I'm being I very I blunt about it, but like how many, so, you know, she died alone in an old <laughs> folks home. How many people die alone in an old folks home now? Right. Yeah. It's just a. It is a very sad, sad fact of life. It, what? Uh, what? Uh, I mean, what, what, the, what the line it, that you say? What? The sad, the stark reality. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the I mean, stark what, reality is. What would have been the best ending for her? I don't know. Like a moonshine <laughs> yeah. still explodes if and she, she dies. Yeah, in that, she died like, in yeah, that yeah. car accident. Yeah, would exactly. that be more poetic? She was like, thrown from a car uh, yeah. accident onto Everyone a guy's dies stick. Alone I, it's like, no, no. Yeah, she, no, she, she, no. I'm just, I'm just saying. I mean, hopefully there was value there. Hopefully, it seemed like I think it, there it, is it, countless yeah. men who would vouch for the value it's that a this significant one... portion of the Canadian military. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> she said when she walked out of there, she's like, "No one else is able to hum the, uh, uh, hum the song like I am." Oh. She's like, Wait, "What was the song like?" Uh, um, and it, hum it. Oh God, that's sick. What was the song like? Uh, I, 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 forget, I forget what the fuck. Like Doctor Quinn, Medicine Head. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you think Superhead got her name? 
right. It was an excellent profile. Wonderful, thank you. wonderful. Thank you, very much. thank you, Aaron. It was a very good lot book. of lot of thank fun. You. I thought you guys would enjoy that. Absolutely did. Wonderful profile. Yeah, that was that was a really good time. Awesome. Wow. I'm yeah. gonna say goodnight. My name is John Fahey. My name is Daddy Cool, <laughs> and I'm crazy like a fool. Aaron Pita, Matt Brusso. Good night, everybody. We love you. Good night. Podcast Network.